ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have started. The audio commentary for Pineapple Express has started. Should we go through and everyone introduce themselves? Yes. Uh, my name is uh, Judd Apatow. I'm Ed Begley. I'm Seth Rogen. I'm Danny McBride. James Franco. Evan Goldberg. David. Taylor. Uh, oh, and I'm in a different city, but I'm David Green. <laughs> you, should still, you should still introduce yourself. <laughs> um, Unlike any of you here, I was alive for this period. You see. In 1937, do you remember yeah. this day? This well, was a good day. 1949, but it looked much the same. I think my dad had a car a lot like that. A he was and like, a hatch just like that. Yeah, I don't think it was a hybrid, though. <laughs> I was saying, Judd, I feel like we could spend most of this commentary just pointing out all the weird shit that David's put in the background of the scenes. Yeah. I'm proud turkey. of that. A turkey. <laughs> Man in wheelchair. You know what's unseen is there was a sloth on the upcoming desk. No, there was a sloth. It's, it's over James Remar's shoulder. You can see it? Yeah, you can see a bit of sloth. <laughs> and the monkey gets a little underused, I think. Here, I feel like the monkey does get underused. See, there's a monkey. I have a name. It's Ed. Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like I'm not here. That's true. The monkey's underused. Um, the idea for this scene, I don't know. Should we even talk about it? Does it fucking matter? Does people well, I would like it? to quickly mention. I care. Yeah. I, I saw a news article recently, which I shared with Judd, that said the intro was excellent starring a crusty Thomas Hayden church. <laughs> oh, wow. I wow. think, th- but, but what I realized, I don't think you thought they thought Bill Hader was Thomas Hayden church. I no? Think, I think they thought James Remar was Thomas Hayden uh, church. Count on clearly. Yeah, count on it. I oh. bet they did. Yeah. James Remar actually looks like Thomas Hayden church. Now that you mention it, I think. I guess so. Yeah, it's yeah. totally true. Bill doesn't look too crusty. Yeah. See, there's the sloth. You can kind of see it. It's, it's out of focus. <laughs> I never noticed it before. I it's didn't. there. It's hanging. It's a three. See right there. It's not moving. Well, obviously, it's not moving. <laughs> well, on any uh, commentary, you have to decide whether or not you want to include information. Yeah. Is there, should, is there information? <laughs> is this one of those informational commentaries? Doesn't it feel like whatever we do on the commentary, at some point, it's going to be a drinking or pot game? Yeah, it will be. It should be. We should just make it one, like off the top. Every time you see someone take a hit of weed in the movie, you should. Yeah. Drink a bottle of tequila. <laughs> James is taking a poke out of a flask, so all all addictions are represented. This is great. Anytime Franco talks, you have to mainline heroin into your balls. <laughs> Every time you talk. How it, could you leave people out? Why didn't you have you in a nickel bag of some really good downtown? It's true. Well, what's, what's funny is there is like there weed is the only drug that's like transitioned into the comedy world. We keep saying like there's there is no like heroin comedies. But there's maybe there's, a, yeah, I think there's some more composing suppository comedy. It's true. Exactly. A suppository action comedy. Yeah. <laughs> composing suppository <There> specifically. <laughs> there is the, the magical mushroom movie, Shrooms. But that's oh. a horror movie. But it, it's it's made it somewhere. Magical that, Mushrooms made it to horror. Impressive. That is pretty good. They they bridged the they made it into movies. Well, we, I just heard uh, that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna show the movie to, to Brad Pitt. Really? Because, you know, Brad Pitt, we have to give the full respect to, is the inspiration. For the whole movie. For the whole movie, because in True Romance, he's so funny in a two-minute scene. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the kernel of the idea was, 
What if there was a movie that was all about that guy? It's true. And how come there's no good action in Cheech and Chong movies? <laughs> that was the most good. <laughs> this idea, for, for this black and white scene, we actually got the idea from that documentary, Grass, that guess who fucking narrates it? Woody Harrelson, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Wow. And, uh... In that scene, they show actual, like, tests that the government did on, like, people, like, in, I think it was in, like, the 50s or 60s, but we kind of uh, moved it back a bit. But yeah. we just always thought that was a fun Here thing we go. Here's my favorite There guy. you go. Thanks, Ed. Me too. A handsome <laughs> fellow. I think the thing about this movie, it's, it's, it's the end of the era of all of us making and writing movies that we think will not get made or seen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, the, the, what seems to be uh, special about it is it was uh, written by you guys with not that much belief that someone would do it. Oh, no, we never, we, me and Evan always say, like, we thought Superbad would get made one day. Maybe by us. Why? Maybe by us. Because we just knew, you know, it's a, it's, there was some precedent for it. There's a high school movie, like, someone will make it. We could make it. We knew we could make it eventually. But it is so brilliant. It's uh, so beyond anything I've ever seen, super bad. Thanks. I'm shocked that you would think it would ever get made. It's so <laughs> We, we so really good. thought it would. About 18 companies disagreed with exactly. you. Exactly. But this movie, we really never thought it would get fucking made. It's a crazy, like, we we understood. It's it's one of those ideas you would tell the people, and they would look at you like you were fucking nuts. You'd be like, oh, we're ready to go weed action movie. And, like, no one said. Like, ooh, that sounds good. Everyone was like, why are you writing that? <laughs> See, I thought it was the opposite. I thought that uh, this was the movie that was super commercial. How, how, did, you, how did you think that? I never understood this. Well, because no one would make super bad, and I thought, well, maybe that's just because it's like liquor and an entire movie with underage kids begging for liquor. Maybe that's too hard, and one day we'll get it made with, like, Seth's grandson playing the lead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Shecky Rogan. Close. But there had been, <laughs> but there had been uh, stoner movies before, yeah. so it seemed like, well, stoner movies with, with action... Didn't seem that weird. There was Harold and Kumar and right, movies like right. that. And only uh, when uh, we were shooting Superbad and the dailies were coming in every day to Sony and I, I was trying to tell them that they should make this and, and, and didn't quite get it. And then one day they called up and said, you know what? We still don't quite get it, but I, the Superbad dailies are so good. I guess you should just go do the other one. Yeah. They let us do but it. it also seems to me like uh, you know you could kind of hang your hat on the subgenre of stoner movies for a specific budget, and it's, I think that's kind of one of the reasons that it seemed to me like this is somehow responsible, is because you figure like at least on DVD you can sell it to enough people that are high to, yeah. to justify what you're doing, and then try to push the envelope once you're shooting it. That's what I yeah, thought yeah. too. I mean, it did it. I mean. I wonder if it, it probably is the most expensive weed movie ever, I would imagine. I mean, <laughs> but as James points out, the cheapest action movie ever. <laughs> so we land somewhere in between. <laughs> well, it's funny because when you people talk about spot. Yeah. people talk about the pacing of the movie and all that, it's funny how the movie was designed for the fact that there was only enough money for three action sequences. Exactly. <laughs> like, people say, like, it really stops and starts. Well, that's, we just literally couldn't afford to have it go the whole time. <laughs> we need a ten-minute scene of us just smoking weed to just eat up time. <laughs> Now, Judd, you came up with the idea for this whole high school thing, right? You talk about that a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, it's always, you know, we always debate, you know, how to do the relationship well or in an interesting fashion. And uh, I thought that the idea of dating a high school girl seemed like something I hadn't seen before. Maybe in my head I was just thinking, Seth and Evan think I'm such a pussy with my ideas. 
I just showed that. I, you yeah. really did. I remember after, like, I remember you, you brought up, like, in the trailer one day for one of the movies, and then you left, and me and I were like, holy fuck, like, we can we really do that? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you were excited when you said it. It was uh, great. Do you I, sell the idea that she's 18 at all? We never say exactly how old she is. Uh, Se- my- secretly, she's 14. Exactly. In, my head, in, my, in my head, she's 14. <laughs> there is no uh, sex scene to disturb us. Exactly. Right. But she's so good, and you do feel, you know, uh, the idea that she's too hot for him, and sooner or later she's going to dump him. And that, that seemed to be the weird turn that, yeah. uh, that came out, which is, a guy who knows he's lucked out and his life is going nowhere, and the girl represents uh, someone that just reminds him that he's a piece of shit. Even though he's screwing her, <laughs> exactly, it can't last. It can't last at all. She's too good for my. This sake. guy's. A, this guy's. I, I, I was just gonna say. I wish, I wish there was three more minutes of him in this yeah. sequence here. What's his name? Well, about, he was an interesting one to cast. Saw, the jock like, dude or the teacher dude? The jock dude. The jock yeah, dude. yeah. Though the he teacher was just dude. Those guys is... had such a positive attitude that everything that he said became. Hilarious. Did you guys talk so to him? Optimistic. Did you talk to him at the premiere? He was so fucking pumped. He was yeah, super yeah. psyched. I had no idea that he was really like this. He, oh, he came thought... wearing a shirt with a neck, like a, a necklace embroidered onto, onto it. the shirt. I, I thought the shirt was badass. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it. I bought one the, the next story day. The story is that my brother somehow ended up with the shirt. It's at true. The end your of brother the was like <laughs> your brother was holding. Was he holding the shirt at wow. the end of the day? I think he got one what? of the one of the girls from Superbad to get it off of him somehow. I don't your know, brother just. I don't saw know how I home, want but... that fucking shirt, man. <laughs> Wait, yeah. this guy was in Superbad too? No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no, no. One of the girls from Superbad was at the premiere and somehow yeah, yeah. got she, it off. His she butt. finagled this shirt off of this guy. Wow. Now, but, I know you're concerned about the Jeff Goldblum joke. I was a little concerned about it. But I think it. it's pro-Jeff Goldblum. Well, it it definitely is. I told him, I said, you guys are all Jeff Goldblum. I just spoke to him this morning. Oh, good. Oh, oh, thank oh, God. I went to see it. He I get to closure on the Jeff Goldblum joke. Yeah. That's great. And I said, these guys love you. And they said, yeah, that's what I uh, assumed was the case. And that's that's what I hope was the case. That's good. Then, no. Believe me, that's the case. Good, because oh, I see good. him at the... I go to the same sushi restaurant he He does. said that. He said and he I, misses you at the sushi I, bar. I know. I always see him and... And I saw him once, and I was like, fuck, I should probably tell him that there's this joke maybe just to warn him and <laughs> to let him know that, like, he shouldn't be insulted. And then I, like, totally pussied out. And then I, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, the next time I go there, if I see him, I'm going to do it. And then I went there, and I saw him again, and I totally pussied out again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I, I just talked to him for a while. He's a super nice guy. but He's I just, the greatest. I just couldn't. I didn't know how to. I, I literally didn't know how to word it. In my head, I just kept saying, like, do I say, like, so? I We kind of say, like, fuck Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in this movie we're doing. But I, I, I figured he would just see it and get it. Because, yeah, I don't, think, totally got it. I don't think it's derogatory. In hindsight, we should have put something at the end of the movie, like, Jeff Goldblum should not go fuck himself. Exactly. We, we, we think he should not. Yes. <laughs> or, like, a, a, a credit uh, button, which is just... Uh, Seth trying to do a Jeff Goldblum impression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in the funny. mirror alone. In the mirror alone. <laughs> but see, ear. I don't feel bad about it uh, he's, because I know he's a great guy. I worked with him at the Larry Sanders show. But on the day that I had spinal surgery on a, on a disc, my wife was in New York shooting a movie, spending the day, the day, having sex with him in a movie. Wow. So you know what I say? Fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> we come full circle again, haven't we? What movie is that? Uh, that satisfies several fantasies for me. <laughs> it's a movie that I bought the negative of. Exactly. Yeah, John owns it. <laughs> Leslie and Jeff Goldblum. Wow. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then I said to him, uh, I saw him afterwards, I go, you know the day you shot that scene, Jeff, uh, uh, I was having surgery. 
and he was like, "Um, your your wife was wonderful." <laughs> <laughs> well, your wife seemed unfazed by it. <laughs> Although my impression is a little bit like the barber from the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but uh, Floyd. So th this is the long scene. This is the scene that gives us the, the money to pay for the action. Yep. This is a long motherfucker of a scene. You know what? I'd throw in a, uh, just a little shout-out to Chris Spellman and the production design yeah. of the scene. It's something, yeah. You know when you're going to be sitting in a location for so long in a sequence? like It's a, it's a sequence so, you can discover all the little Most people don't notice details. the mural of the parking garage that's right behind <laughs> us right now. I think we should point out a few things in here and in Red's house. Yeah. The mural, where'd the idea for the mural of the parking garage come from? <laughs> Uh, I wanted it to be like he made a he like actually had somebody go out and take that. Uh, I wanted it to be like he had this window, and the, that's all he could, you know, come up with. That's his career as he came. <laughs> a parking <know>. garage. <laughs> you know what else I gotta say for Chris Spellman and uh, all the people in the props department is they made the weed, and the weed looks good. The weed is all incredibly what, fake. What do they make it out of? It's like uh, they like glue together little bits of plants. Yeah, the, the, like the actual weed plants in the movie they just made and spray painted. It's yeah. like Lionel train set kind of lichen or something. <laughs> yes, what exactly. Yeah. It, it looks kind of like that. If it's not, in fact, weed, it, it must be that. No, it was, yeah, it's very plasticky. Yeah. But we burnt it all anyway. I just heard for the first time what James's secret acting technique was for playing stoned. It's and true. It rocked my world. What you have to it? say, James, but it is. I, it's not real. It's just something I tell the people so they get off my back about all the heroin I took. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually on the verge of death this time. <laughs> but actually, we tried it on what on on the the Good the Morning show? show. Yeah, some, the early show. Like I that. said, uh, just pretend like you're looking into the wind, and, and yeah. he did it, and he looked really high. <laughs> he did it. It actually did worked. It. Yeah, it actually does work. <laughs> he That's, did it on the early show. What was that guy's name? I'm doing it right now. It feels like <laughs> it does. <laughs> but that was not what you were doing. No, I. But you will not uh, mainline. You'll just skin pop, right? Yeah, exactly. No way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just to be clear, because there's kids going to be listening to this. Because uh, Ed, I know, like when you do a character, you yeah. secretly say what animal from the animal kingdom is he? So sometimes <laughs> like, I feel very giraffe-y. Yeah, is he a marsupial? Yeah, I'm not sure. Giraffe-y. Yeah. The weird thing about this whole um, commentary that's interesting is that Ed has just way more drug stories than anybody. I know. It's pretty awesome, <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like, we're like the kids, but you are, like, laughing at us like you're Rod Carew or something. <laughs> and, and we're just, like, rookies. The 70s was an era for a lot of stuff. And I, I did a normal lifetime amount of everything. I just did it in about 10 years. <laughs> how, let me ask you a question. How come I look older than you? <laughs> you he eats organic foods, Judd. <laughs> he, is the, he is the embodiment he of Cycles, eats organic and I quit all that in '79 because I was headed for a toe tag. But yeah. uh, but it all. But I believe me, I did inhale. Unlike our former president, <laughs> I inhaled a lot. I did a lot <laughs> through every orifice. Now, do you think this is a pro pot movie or an anti pot movie? Uh, I say anti. It's a th they get the great speech that you have about look, my life's a wreck and all yep. this stuff. That's what I walk away with. That's what I choose to hear. But uh, I think people will watch it and really want to. Right now is when everyone's smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> On the, right now is when everyone who owns a DVD is lighting their joints. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess the hope is 
How do you show the consequences of <laughs> abuse? True. Not just recreational abuse, but abuse. That's very it's true. A, it's a sleeper message. If you're 19, it's like, I want to go get high. But by the time you're 26, you're like, you know, I was thinking about pineapple Express. Exactly. <laughs> you realize. So it's, you have to smoke pot for seven years to yeah. get the message. Yeah. <laughs> it's what potheads would call a creeper message. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, I just tell my daughters the point of the movie is if you smoke pot, you'll get attacked by Asian gangs. Exactly. Asian gangsters will murder you. But uh, we have a visitor. Oh, Ed's got to go. That's it for Ed Begley. That's wow. All, that's all I want to see more, but I do have to go work. What a drag. This is a great movie. Thank you for having me in it. Thanks for coming, Thanks, Ed. Ed. Is cash inappropriate for yeah, this? Yeah, it's, it's 30 <laughs> bucks each. Yeah. A car, another Ed, car. where can they get the cleaning products? Uh, Begley'sBest.com. Okay. Begley'sBest.com. We'll plug it. Yeah. I oh, used it. Plug it the rest We're, of the time. You, you know there's a DVD special on Begley's Best. Yeah, and that's the, right. He's stalking the guys, shelves. It's great. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. All right, Ed. Come on up. I'm not getting any of that pineapple express. Oh. Chris. He's getting Snickle Fritz. Snickle Fritz effects. is what the effects guy calls his assistant. Jeebert's <laughs> <laughs> um, been mentioned in some reviews. I know. I don't oh, think really? you, you've ever seen a sound mixer mentioned in a, in a pothead movie yeah, review. No, Roger Ebert gave him a shout-out. I think that's probably the first time a production sound mixer has ever been mentioned. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. But, I mean, when you, start a trend. when you listen, when you really listen to Pineapple Express... It does sound good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Tim Orr gets props in the pr- in the reviews and shit, which is nice. Even people who hate the movie agree that it's shot well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here we go! Craig Robinson's here. Craig Robinson is here. He's wearing his Boy Scout uniform. I, I thought like he just came from the office, and then I realized that that's how you dress in life. <laughs> He just actually works in a paper factory. <laughs> Rosie. Rosie. Hey, Rosie. Go sit over there. I didn't know everyone was going to be here. Like Everyone's this. coming. What's happening, Craig? How's it going? Awesome. How's your experience been? It's been unbelievable. <laughs> Good. What is the word out on the street, Craig? The word out on the street is this movie is awesome. I could show you some textual feedback, I guess. <laughs> we got textual <laughs> feedback from Craig's friends. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. It's, uh, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty freaking amazing. You know, we just that freaking bat. But uh, other than that, it's okay. How's it going, Rosie? All right. When did you get to LA? From New York. Um. Uh... <laughs> are you Are you even here? Of <laughs> uh, uh, Friday. Oh, Friday. Nice. Friday night. There you go. Well, we're doing audio commentary. Hi, ben. How's it going? <laughs> if you're just joining us, it's... <laughs> What's funny is the commentary's been going on for like an hour and a half, and we haven't left this one scene. Exactly. Yeah. This is a long scene. You just got to power through this one, I think, is the way to go with it's it. My, my favorite uh, uh, actor is about to come, the guy in the shorts. Yeah, I saw that guy recently, and he looked so handsome and normal uh, in real life. Yeah, I life. saw him in the premiere. It's very bizarre. Who is that guy, Dave? David Cook. That's, That's David, David Cook. Cook. He, went, uh, he went to college with uh, me and Danny and uh, <laughs> Tim and Chris. and he was, he's, a, he's an editor and a post-production supervisor. Of course he is. He's going to get laid all the time after this. <laughs> And there's literally and no chance how- he doesn't work on Flight of the Concords. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, Howard. That, that's Franco's stand-in. <laughs> that's the handsome guy. That, the guy yeah. No, the guy with the uh, yeah, with the little rat tail Tall thing. Guy, uh, <laughs> he's no, the, handsome the in person. The guy with the mustache is handsome in person. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm like super handsome, but in comparison <laughs> to what we got there, he's pretty good. 
Look at that rat tail. I had one of those. Nice. Yeah, what did you think of the rat tail? I had a rat tail. And what did you think of it? Were you proud of it? I or? thought it was rad. And uh, and then it became uncool. And people, I was saying, people started calling them fag tags, which well, so was not like, cool not like in my be- opinion. That was very lame. And I kept it. Even after that <laughs> nice. happened, just to prove that I would not succumb to their uh, their their negative <laughs> jargon about it, and then I eventually cut it off. I had a long one though; I could wrap it around my head twice. Oh, the guy impressive. from New Kids on the Block that looks like the Fonz, he had a he had a rat tail also. Yeah, they were big for a while. My dad had a rat tail. I think that's why I grew it. <laughs> I have never copied a haircut of my dad. I did for some reason. I don't know why you never have. Not yeah. on purpose, but I think I've stumbled into it now. Your dad has a lot. I think your dad might have more hair than you do, he I does. hate to he say. Does. I still have my dad's haircut. Really? Yeah. Yes. The exact same haircut? The afro, yeah. Classic. <laughs> Little classic afro. You had dreads, too, didn't you? I did have dreads in high school. I, I have one of them still in a plastic bag, and I joked for years, and it is now true, that I'm going to sell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. All right, man. Well, thanks. Good to see All you, All right, man. peace, brother. Okay, yeah. One love. Well, there was a moment, you know, we uh, when we did one of the table reads where uh, this great writer and comic who started Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, Ian Roberts. Oh, he had so many good ideas. He really just pointed out that... He really got this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. feel like we owe him, like, a, a flat screen. We really true. do owe Ian Roberts something. But he really pointed out that this idea of, like, are you friends with your drug dealer seemed yeah. to be the most interesting thing that was already kind of in there but not yeah. focused on. And then I remember the next pass, uh, you, you guys took a real run at it. Like, yeah. how can we make it... A little creepier to hang out with James's character, yeah. and where you added the euthanasia bits, yeah, yeah, all that, and the phantom stuff. Yeah, we added that James really wants to hang out, and Jonah actually had the funny idea of seeing like other guys come in and buy weed, so you can see how he like normally deals with yeah. people versus right. like how nice he is to me. <laughs> no, it was good to get Linger. the other side because yeah. your thing was like that you never wanted to hang out with him, but then there were some people that would not leave the dealer. And I know I know people that have so- sold weed, and, like, yeah. they, would have, to, they would have to pretend that leave. they were leaving and then drive around the block because people would just... Stay. Yeah, you told me that story. I yeah. think that's a great story. <laughs> that is someone who won't leave. This is a real piece of violence here, too. This is. Yeah. We blow a guy... This I think is, this is fantastic CG when the glass This is breaks. all CG. All that bullet is CG. The whole thing is... The Asian guy, CG. Rosie Perez is CG right there. <laughs> He's an She's not even there. <laughs> I didn't realize I was so short until this moment. Really? I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Rosie. I was, like, really upset. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of little. Gary Cole's shockingly tall. He That's is. what it is. <laughs> this That's house, what it is. That house is a very famous architectural house in Los Angeles. Schindler designed it. Uh, of list fame? Of list. No, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> when, he, when, he was bit, when he was sick of writing a list, he designed a house in, in Glendale. <laughs> but yeah, Rosie, right there, you're and you're kind of you're kind of uphill from him too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> David, what were you thinking about with all of these? Locations, because uh, I always look at them and think these locations were awesome. I would never think of any of these. Yeah, we were always trying to find things that didn't feel like the over had been overly exploited in L.A. Always trying to find something that had a little character and a little uh, 
a little extra detail and something like that house just seemed like a perfectly expository place to murder someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The place where Seth is pressing the buzzer was a place where I think people got murdered all the time. Oh, that was actually not the <laughs> nicest building in the entire world. Yeah, people would throw piss balloons while we were shooting. They would throw them off the, off the uh, upper floors of that building. It was kind of oh, this building, yeah. People were throwing piss balloons and yeah. I missed it? Yeah. That's you a common thing that? downtown where if you shoot in downtown L.A., they throw, like, piss and shit out the windows. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had ashtrays thrown. What? Yeah. I did not know this. Not at me. But I'm moving downtown. I think because they don't get paid if you're, they're, like, in the apartment building. Ah, so they throw and, piss and, balloons at you. Well, yeah, that's a natural thing. The logical tendency. How, how do you fill a balloon with piss? Do you put the balloon over your dick? <laughs> you have to have a, strong, it is a strong stream. <laughs> you, know, you, need, you need a good funnel. A good funnel. Yeah, a good funnel. Yeah, a funnel, I think, is the key. I got my piss funnel for my, <laughs> my piss balloons. This is a funny scene because we, we debated whether or not to CGI out, CGI out some of Seth's sweat. I was really sweaty. <laughs> I, do not, I, I don't physically prepare much as an act. Like, I would never, like, I really don't do much to prepare for any scene. But this scene, I actually, like, was running around the yeah. whole time before I ran into the apartment. You ever watched the behind the scene of uh, The Shining where Nicholson is, like, working himself up before here's Johnny? That That's where kind of, I got the idea. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I, was, I was sweating balls. And uh, chicken fries... People don't hear that in the theater. So that's not technically extra for the DVD, <laughs> but you, you're probably hearing it for the first time. <laughs> we did not shoot a lot of coverage on this scene, and we're going to go back and shoot more, but then did not, thank God. There's my boring fact for this scene. I have to say, overall, everyone did a pretty amazing job in whatever logic there is to the story. <laughs> there is not much, but yeah, people really go with it in a way. It's funny, like, seeing it written out in the reviews, like how they write it out like it's normal, but it's not. It's like, well, it's about a process server who buys weed and witnesses a murder, and it's so rare that the weed is traced back to him and his dealer, and they go on the run together. It's just like, what the fuck? I always try to imagine, like, how I would interpret that if, I, if you know, we were the ones who made the movie. I, would, I think I would like it. But uh, that's the one part that like uh, we're not expert at. Yeah, like the setting up all of the lines of when to kill people. Exactly. And who's logic. mad at who? When do you reveal that? You know, this... I think we figured it out. On this though, kill everyone in the same moment at the end. Exactly. <laughs> try, to, try to condense all your deaths into like one forty-second chunk, and it's very satisfying for the audience. Where did where, that Santa Claus thing come from? And why would he have that if he's Jewish? Chris Spellman, and because his aunt, Chris told me, in his rationale, was, was a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. See? No stone unturned. I like by the door, there's an inspirational uh, That was my poster. idea. The footsteps, that was your idea? Yeah, the footsteps poster. <laughs> yeah, that came out like Im improvisation. It came out because well, you improv yeah. <laughs> It was right before Rosie was going to kill him. You start doing this thing where you think you're going to die, and you're like... Red, I'm like, whenever there was two footsteps, I was carrying you or something like that. <laughs> and so we thought it would be funny to set it up by putting the actual footsteps thing in there. But we did end up using it. But it's still funny, nonetheless. Rosie, is this the most violent movie you've been in? No. What's the most violent movie? Are you in that I don't want to tell I people will. I know you guys are going to rent it. I've seen it. Oh. With, with Javier Bardem. Okay, you saw me Yeah, naked. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think they haven't seen you naked? I've <laughs> <laughs> seen you naked, Rosie. <laughs> On screen. That Exactly. <laughs> that movie's violent, though. That, that movie was very violent. The, very they violent had to... Movie. um. 
even for because it it got a it, it didn't get a rating in uh, America. That's why it couldn't be released. So they have a special edition in Spain. Wow! And like they they have like a little kid given head to the drug warlord. Like <laughs> it was crazy. And then chopping off body parts to put in a stool. A Who made that stool. movie? Um, this guy, this director, Alex de la Iglesias, and he did this cult classic in the Latin world called Day of the Devil. When the I, devil I think comes we just back. Found the, the director of Pineapple Express. Exactly. Five. <laughs> Day of the Devil. Where the hell are we going to go? Let's just go. The, the rationale for why the money doesn't work out is insane. Well, what's nice about having two characters that are baked off their ass the whole time is you don't need much logic for the most part. You can always be like, ah, they're stoned. They don't think what of that. What are the biggest logic holes that remain? There are several, you know, what are the big logic holes? There's lots of little ones, really. There's no, like, big, massive ones. Yeah, I don't think there's any huge ones. Why does the headband show up all of a sudden? Well, that's because you crack your head open on a tree. But, like, the fact is that, like, that the Korean guy could probably still just kill us. Yeah. Because he knows our names and shit. But uh, so, I, I, in my head, he dies of a broken heart after all his men are slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> and that story's wrapped up nicely. <laughs> I've had people say they kind of wanted to know what happened to the Angie character, but I think that oh, yeah. doesn't matter. Well, I think it's funny that he just forgot about her. I think so, too, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's how fast. I, I'm over it. Literally in that scene, I never think of her again. <laughs> I mean, Danny uh, points it out like, I don't know if I'm just high or on the verge of death but the whole point of blowing up the barn or the barn being on fire from the first talks was a way to get everyone insanely high exactly so, so it just doesn't matter what happens after. <laughs> <laughs> we've all inhaled like a thousand pounds of weed smoke <laughs> the rest oh my, is garbage oh my god one of my friends was talking about the movie and they were talking about the the barn scene and he was like Man, and they went into the barn, and I saw all that weed. I wish. Why didn't they take any with them? <laughs> I took a little. That's, <laughs> our, exactly. That's our only other plot hole. <laughs> Why did we take all that weed? You know what I wish worked out better? The uh, part where Franco's crawling in the tube and runs across Bill Hader's dead yeah. old corpse. Is that on this DVD? Skeleton scene. I, hope I hope not. So. I doubt it. It's not in the movie. It didn't work well enough. It no, it was Chester well. Copperpot, wasn't it? <laughs> Chester Copperpot? No one's been this From far. The this isn't your hair, right? That's my hair. That is his hair. <laughs> That's to that totally belongs to me. <laughs> this isn't your hair, right? <laughs> me, me and Craig Robinson. You guys have the exact same haircut in the movie. <laughs> and I almost never sat there was that time when I was trying to talk you into getting I know, David, to have a box haircut. David really wanted, and I kind of do have the same yeah, haircut. The almost. only difference is I have slightly longer sideburns yeah. than the other kid. No negative sideburns. I and then Troy, the... when Troy, I think, I think Troy will be in the uh, in the extended version. Oh, here. nice. He, he's got the same haircut. He does have the That same haircut's haircut. called the Willie Stargell. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, and I'm not joking, I would start laughing during some scenes with Daddy just from looking at his hair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes he would like, he would like stand in front of a light and like the silhouette would just like hit it in a certain way and I would literally just start laughing. <laughs> it's a little haircut 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got some 80s pop band to it. It is. It's My got some like Belle Biv DeVoe to it. His bell bib the bowl meets flock of seagulls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's also wearing Uggs, we should point out, in the scene. I love the Uggs. Yeah, those were just mine. I just wore those <laughs> to set that day. But didn't you just have them? Like, did they give them to you to wear to set? I think if I got cold, they wanted me to... Danny gets cold. <laughs> yeah. Danny's feet get cold. <laughs> yeah. His temperature issues were a big problem exactly. during shooting. Constantly cooling and heating. Definitely. 
All right, peace, brother. Kevin could not look crazier sometimes. <laughs> he was stressed out during filming because he was staying at this place that the movie people put him in, and he said there was a Russian prostitution ring going on. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, there's a Russian ring. And he was trying to figure out how he was going to take over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yes. I think I pinpointed the leader. <laughs> I'm going to usurp him. Well, we first met, uh, I mean, I did a pilot with Kevin Corrigan many ago called Sick in the Head. And then he was on Freaks and Geeks as the guy who sells fake IDs. Yeah, that and, was and the biggest them. day for me. That yeah. was. I remember you were psyched yeah. about that. I he was like a real actor. Buffalo '62 or '66, six. and <laughs> that uh, was the prequel. And he was in a, a wheelchair in uh, Goodfellas, and I was just yeah. like, yeah, "This guy the, is amazing." It's true. Yeah. I, what's funny is I was at I was at a grocery store yesterday, and I saw Vincent Gallo there shopping, and I almost went up to him and was like, "Hey, I just want to, you know." I want to say, like, I would never have known who Kevin Corgan was if it wasn't for you. But then I realized, like, oh, he's probably fucking nuts, and so I didn't talk to him. <laughs> when really he's just there to buy celery for his salad. Exactly. <laughs> Shauna Robertson, producer, has arrived Shauna. on the phone. Hi, guys. <laughs> Shauna's Hi, on the phone. What you guys watching? Pineapple. <laughs> this is feeling more and more like like a morning radio I know. show. <laughs> <laughs> we got well, Shauna going. Ryan Seacrest is about to call in, too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Shauna's going to do the news. Exactly. What's what's the traffic like, Shauna? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, in Canada? I'm up in Canada. How's, oh. What's it like there right now? Just trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> get a motherfucking scholarship. Is that... Is that is that kind of from Breakfast Club? I, I would say so, with just an addition of a motherfucker. Motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a scholarship. <laughs> Shauna, what was the, uh, you know, the hardest part of producing Pineapple Express? Well, one of the difficult times was, I think, something we're watching right now, which is the guy's about to hit their head. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. That was a difficult day, but I think we came through with flying colors. <laughs> and what exactly happened that day? The boys are very dedicated. Have you guys watched this part yet? Because I can't see what's happening. No, no, it's, it's about to happen. It's, it's happening. It's literally as about to happen. Sense of foreboding. Cringing. Um, the guys were very dedicated to their stunts, and uh, we, of course, were dedicated to safety first. Exactly. Franco did take a bit of a headbutt into a tree. It's coming. It's coming, right? Uh, oh, 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 it just happened. <laughs> Franco, you want to give? Oh. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I, I have to say, I was dedicated because I actually did hit my head twice. I ran into the tree for real twice. But you I, didn't uh, crack it both times. I right? did. What when did they it? took the wig off, there was a cut at the back of my head as well. <laughs> and the, the blood the had back of your head? coagulated in the under the wig. Coagulated. Do you yeah. have a scar? On my forehead, I do, yeah. He does have a little scar. I probably have one at the back of the head. No, that's because there was a, a yeah, washer <laughs> underneath the pad on the on tree. On top of it the pad. It was bag. not underneath the <laughs> pad. On top say, of the pad. I have to say, when I like walked over to the tree afterwards to look at what it was yeah, that, yeah. that was there, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm amazed he's not dead right now. Yeah, well, when you look at the thing, you're just like, well, once they take care of these four metal chunks that are sticking out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah, a little. It was a pad about the size of like a, a post-it note with like four <laughs> giant metal screws <laughs> holding it in. <laughs> I probably would have been okay if the pad with the screws had not been there. Yeah, you probably would have been better off just running into a tree. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have had a great night in the hospital. 
And his pain kind of helps the movie because that's why we have him wearing that bandana that exactly. comes out of the magical bag. And we like right. the bandana so much that you kind of wear it throughout the movie. That's kind of cool. Well, when I when I was in uh, when I was at UCLA the first time, they had a special screening of uh, Fast Times, and all the dudes came dressed like Spicoli with like short <laughs> shorts and the vans and everything. And then when we went to Comic Con. Every, there are a lot of guys like dressed like Saul, and they had the little pot bag, the green bag, and the headband. So we would have never had that little prop. Exactly, for, a whole marketing tool yeah. designed around uh, your head injury. But I thought the the rest of the story was the reason why you ran so fast into the tree was because you were up late studying. That's school. what you said. No, it's because Mike put the damn screw in. The <laughs> Um, Dave, this is your favorite scene, right? This is my favorite scene, yeah. This is one that, in production, I remember this is the first scene that we got back when Craig Alpert uh, had edited kind of rough assemblies. And I, I just watched this on repeat for about four days. Is this the boys leapfrogging? <laughs> it's, it's us in the car and the battery's dead. Oh, nice. It's just, That's it's my just favorite when you establish... line in the, whole, in the whole movie. That has to be everyone's favorite the, line uh, now. The, re the real dynamic between the characters, I think, is like this is when it really starts to shine. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Done with the woods. This Done with the woods. And when Frank Remember that whole thing with the squirrel on the top of the car? <laughs> that was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. The squirrel in the car. We should have put that in. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny. That was that was just fun to shoot. It was fun just to have a squirrel. And what's funny is the squirrel got away. I remember we had a squirrel wrangler and then the squirrel ran away. And I was like, How do you get the squirrel back? And he's like, What do you mean get the squirrel back? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, It's a fucking squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say one of my favorite parts of the movie that was, was when they brought a turkey and when they brought a caterpillar. Yeah, just having like all the the caterpillar wrangler was great. I have to say that guy that guy was Titus and I rode horses with him every day for eight months before Tristan is the old. caterpillar guy. With well, the squirrel guy, I don't oh, know if the it was the same guy. guy. No, it wasn't the same. Did it guy. happen the same way with a horse? One of the horses ran <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, fucking horse. It's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember at first, one caterpillar wrangler told us we couldn't blow smoke on the caterpillar. So then we had to oh, find yeah. another kind of more lenient caterpillar <laughs> wrangler. <laughs> he kept saying it was a tobacco caterpillar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we oh, right. Yeah, and he, he was used to it. And then it took a poo on my hand. It but, pooed you know, on your hand. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a fucking caterpillar. Like, I mean, I'm all for, like, you know, animal safety or whatever, but it's a caterpillar. You're against caterpillar. I'm against caterpillar. I'm for animals, but I'm, I'm, star <laughs> I'm totally anti-caterpillar. I'm pro-butterfly, oddly though, enough, though. <laughs> how long are the caterpillars for? Did it just spend its half of its life stoned? Exactly, uh, on our hand. What, what piece of music is this, David? I can't remember. It was one that uh, that uh, Daria Shamir, who was doing the behind-the-scenes documentary, made me a, a mixtape of like Hawaiian tropical theme songs, and this is one that... I had Craig throw in there just because I really liked it. I can't remember who the artist is, though. It's very homoerotic. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. My thumb is my cock. I like that montage. I remember watching that and thinking, that's why we hired David. Yep. Because he made that montage. <laughs> and they would hitchhike on a boat. Yeah. I think that thought when I see the upcoming uh, weightlifter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is one of the best secrets in the whole movie, I think. That that guy's the groundskeeper for the park? Yeah. <laughs> He's also my dad. That's Shauna's dad right there. <laughs> he can he lift. Yeah, he can lift. I like that you set up the wheelchair that we later tape him to with the wheelchair ramp outside the place. <laughs> <laughs> David wanted that location because it had the wheelchair ramp. 
David likes a wheelchair ramp. Whose idea was the little door in the door? Remember, I think that was spelled. Maybe Stallman, yeah. Hold on, let me get this lock, okay? He had a little door in the door. I love when Seth sticks his hand through that door. Danny used to kiss it. He was pissed that we didn't use that take. Oh, when you kiss my hand. Furious. <laughs> Furious about you not using that. <laughs> get a motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> Weirdest joke ever. I like your outfit here, Danny. This whole thing yeah. with the big... Ball and I just remember when I saw Danny for the first time, uh, he visited the Knocked Up set and he was so skinny and handsome, like it was what? like a, like this movie star showed up and 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 then he was about to shoot something else and he's like, yeah, I got to start putting the weight back on because I'm not funny skinny. <laughs> <laughs> what is that theory about? It, it is like this, you know, uh, that's Samson. That's my hair. You know? <laughs> the Pack a few it. comedy pounds on. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I, I Even behind the scenes. Bit. You said you wanted me fatter, Shauna. I always want you fatter. <laughs> For the movie, Franco was going to gain weight. That would have been fun. There's a huge controversy on the internet as to, are there really extremely muscular fit drug dealers? The answer is yes. The answer yes. is yes. Yeah, what else yes. do they do besides... They, exactly. They spend a lot of time working out <laughs> just sitting around, yeah. Especially I would the say, backpack ones. Yeah, exactly. I would I, say yeah. most. I, I, yeah, I would, just, I would say more pot dealers than not are like in good shape, from my experience. Yeah, they ride their bike around. It's the pot buyers who, who are, are not the fat yeah. slobs. <laughs> I've said, you guys remember the, the day we filmed this scene? It was I had to excuse myself from set because I kept ruining takes from laughing too hard yeah. from being there, so I had to go out to where the monitor was. <laughs> that was funny, I and I remember like Danny came up with this whole cake thing in a rehearsal. Yeah. And then it was funny, so we went out and got a cake. <laughs> and we were like, we need a cake when we shoot this scene. And I always think it's funny that the camera pans down. Like, to me, it shows that, like, this is, like, really a fucking nerdy thing to say, but it's like, it shows that it wasn't just improvised, but we planned far enough ahead to get a cake and work out a camera pan down to the fucking cake. <laughs> it's, like, the most randomly planned out thing. <laughs> I think, uh... I'm so glad that interpret that because when I see the pan down I'm like I think of Tim Moore thinking to myself oh god I can't believe these guys are doing this whole cake bit I, I, see, I see it as like man we planned to have a cake and we made sure that we got a shot of it <laughs> I, I like how Danny says I'm boiling some fucking eggs and that never has anything to do with anything no that was just to keep them there to entice them to stay exactly. David why don't you tell everyone about how you made Danny shave or wax his armpits Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, part part of the thrill for making this movie for me is to be able to pay Danny back for when I acted naked in one of his student films in college. <laughs> and uh, I did I did totally a total nude scene doing pull ups in the locker room. And so I've kind of pledged the rest of my life. Yeah. We yeah, went to a very progressive school. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been a dedication of my life to uh, torture him in any way possible. So that's that's where you get the zero sideburns <laughs> and the shaved armpits. It's just trying to get him to. Um, you know, justify his humiliation a little bit. I felt like the fattest little boy. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the kids on Maury Povich. <laughs> I'm a fat little boy. We should put Will You Lather Up My Rough House on this Oh, DVD, God, we should. DVD. David's first, uh, it's your first short? It's, it's my first anytime I filmed anything. Really? It's great, Judd. And what's funny is it's like the thing that kind of like Danny was always like, David made really funny movies in college. That's why. 
we should hire them. And we never watched them, but we hired him. And, and it's a, and it's probably a good thing that we didn't necessarily watch. <laughs> it seems like not paying a lot of attention is helpful in hiring. <laughs> so we hired David off of that. Yeah. But uh, I never went back to the stack. It's true. We just did it. But Will You Rather Up My Rough House is the great. It, it is great. I think it's worth people seeing. It's good to show the journey of a director <laughs> from A to B. Like when they make the David Gordon Green collection, that should be the first movie. Yeah. I, I wish that was what we showed the studio to, to, to say we wanted David. Why don't you explain what it's about just very briefly, David? Just. Uh, it's about it's about as if soap has never been invented until just now, and about two roommates, and one of them invents soap. <laughs> out of meat. And another guy fucks the church organ at church and gets kicked out of the choir. Yeah. That's basically where you find the characters. <laughs> <laughs> one's just invented soap, and one's just got kicked out of the church for fucking an organ. I, I saw that right when I got to film school. It was the first movie I'd seen from <laughs> anyone who had made a movie at School of the Arts. and was like, I need to be friends with this guy. <laughs> it's changing the world. It is great. We showed it to Sony, but they were like, we already have something just like this in development. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine is doing this. <laughs> just because I'm not specifically sure, what is Rough House? What is the what is the rough house? They, I don't think the title makes sense. Dave, Dave? Well, is, that the, is, that the, is that the anus? Is that the balls? What I, is it? I think it's the 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 gruff second character, Dave. Um, I'll just leave that to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get specific. It's like two thousand one. There is a school of thought that we should have called this movie. Lather up your rough house. <laughs> you lather up your rough house. Now, this is another oh, super long action sequence because due to lack of money, we might as well make each one really, really long, long. <laughs> while we're in the same location. It's all in one location. We shot this in like, oh, this was like five days. Uh, I have a fractured finger right here in this scene. And so you know what? Was that a dummy that crashes into the sink? No, that no. was a stuntman. He was For a real, real man, and he's very intelligent. It's the sink wasn't man. made out of real... It's, it's the same guy whose head I smashed through the wall. Uh, the sink wasn't made out of real sink material. I don't... I hope not. Oh, but that was Danny. Danny, that was Danny. <laughs> oh, Franco, that's so All this mean. is Danny. That, that wasn't Franco that's that was going me. over there. Ah, uh, man, we should have been lying about all these. That was Franco. But that all this was Danny. is us. No. <laughs> I just like that you needed a wire to jump on Danny's back. <laughs> I just need a wire to stay there. I was on him for a long time. <laughs> it was more for Danny. It was more for Danny's safety. <laughs> yeah, than, than, than my airtime. I like how when Danny's punching his butt here, he says, Where are you going, Mr. Wiggles? Oh, that's Danny getting his head cracked open is what that is. For real. Now, so what? I kind of feel like that cat litter poo in your face. <laughs> Is maybe like the period blood scene. Like we we're like pushing it a little too far, but people actually enjoy it. But they go, "Ew!" <laughs> it's a cheap laugh. I remember what, what this was. One of the funny notes that David gave me and Evan when, when we gave him the script was: "There's the part where I put the phone in the toilet." And I'll never forget how he worded it. And he, he wrote us a note saying, I'm sure you guys have thought of this already, but shouldn't there be poo in the toilet? <laughs> I, I know this is, you guys have been there, but. Yeah, I, I, I remember looking at his notes before we hired him and just being like, you know, every every three or four are good, and then there's just one that's completely and utterly insane. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are the most insane ones you remember? Some of the I remember one notes. Where what? he said 
he wanted all the extras to have no sideburns or eyebrows. He, he said, "I remember one of the produce, one of the one of our line, our line producer came up to me and was like, so when the director tells me he wants all the extras to shave their eyebrows, am I, am I to assume that he's serious? I know exactly. I told him I don't think he actually wants them to. But it was a test. I only want I want people that are willing to do that. Yeah, exactly." If you put the call out and people are like, no way, I'm not going to shave my eyebrows, then they're wieners. I don't want to mess with them. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I told them. I said, I said, I don't think we'll actually be shaving extras' eyebrows off. It's more of we want extras who are committed to committed to the craft of of background work. You know, now that I think about it, why we. If if we all do a movie together again, we should listen to every crazy note David has. I know exactly. Yeah. If we and shaved eyebrows, it. this movie would have made four hundred million dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do have good extras though. People actually like point out the extras in the movie, and they're like, "Hey, those are funny." I think the weightlifter guy shaved his eyebrows. He did actually. He just had shaved eyebrows. You mean my dad? <laughs> that, that's why Dave hired him. <laughs> but uh, there was other weird notes. I'm trying to. The eyebrows was weird. Or bleach them. Was it that they could bleach their eyebrows? <laughs> this was a big pain in the ass day for Danny because you were taped to a fucking chair all day, right? I, I know, I was. But you stayed in there with me through all I would those come, hours. I'd realize, like, I'd look around and realize that, like, no one was in there with you. And, like, every, everyone was just cleared out. I was like, we're, we would all be by the craft service table. Be like, where's Danny? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's taped to a wheelchair. Alone. <laughs> It was Danny's uh, Iron Bell and the Butterfly. Exactly. (laughs) I'd come and hang out. I'd have a Diet Coke with you. It was a good time. (laughs) I wanted to make sure. When you say I'm going to flex and bust out of here, that's another one of my favorites. I'm going to flex and bust out of here. That's truly a great one. So, so, David and Craig, how did you guys define this relationship between you and Kevin? Uh... Basically, we did a lot of, Craig, you can talk about that. We did a lot of, like, rehearsals and improvisations and came up with stuff, like your issues. And, and uh, I mean, actually probably went way above and beyond what we needed to do. But I thought that was, uh, it kind of pays off. Yeah, Kevin was always trying to get home to the wife. And I was, uh, you know, jealous of that relationship. Just to the point where it came out in the trailers, a lot of people thought I was a gay hitman. So, <laughs> so really, everybody said, are you playing a gay hitman? After a while, I just said, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then you see me curled up on the couch and stuff like that. So why not? No, I think we like... Also fun... No, sorry. I was just going to say, on this, in this run with Craig, where I just remember we rolled like 20 minutes of just like, <laughs> this is one of our, our long ones where he would just do every different variation... Way yeah, to say things. That was my right, favorite. David was like, say it like uh, Oprah Winfrey. Like, say it like a, <laughs> a, a bad actor. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that was the best stuff, like the best time I had filming anything was this. This one was a, he said, stuff. say it like a black preacher, a Baptist preacher. Yeah, I seen it. I seen you pull somebody's job. <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. One of my favorite things about Kevin is he 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 doesn't walk in this movie. He sashays or like he does very graceful. does little shuffle dances. <laughs> um, Wait, is Kevin on the phone? I think if I hang up, Kevin gets to call in, so I'm gonna hang up. Okay. But bye guys. Bye, bye. Shana. Take bye, care, Shana. Canada. Um, I have to say I owned some of those paintings that were in Red's house too. I asked for them. They were so great. I like I like the one hitman that's just kind of yeah. sad looking in the pool. No, <laughs> His tomato face. He kept burning that day. I know that always makes me laugh. It's like he's just kind of <laughs> sad sitting there <laughs> looking in the water. That's so weird. These are my hitman. This is my team. 
And then there's the I other... thought that was one of the funny things to have. Like he has nerd hitmen and he has like sad hitmen. He has like, sad he has nerdy non- hitmen. <laughs> Rosie, had you worked with Gary Cole before this ever? No, I hadn't. And uh, he's I, badass. He is. I was really happy with the choice because you know that process was a little strenuous <laughs> picking that guy. And um, but he was great. I liked him a lot. He was red. He's a nice man. I can't stop thinking him of as Mike Brady though. <laughs> Even as he's murdering people. <laughs> then when we did the kiss, I we went, ran, "Oh, so he kisses." It, it, it was because he was so nervous. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. This is the most running you've ever done. This is the most running ever. I'm glad it's on film. It's nice that one of my life accomplishments is on film. Two things I've learned about writing this stuff with Seth is like. From this film, we used to have a sex scene, and I've discovered it's better to just not write Seth into sex scenes. But uh, <laughs> also, to, to write Seth running is the funnest thing in the world. Oh. I'm making like an active effort to get more running into the movies. Well, it's funny, like now when we write, like you know what we were saying, like before when we wrote, we never thought they would really make it at all, but now it seems like they might make it for the most part. So I, I am kind of forced to think about it a little more practically. Yeah, <laughs> like just... super bad resulted in us being awake for exactly like, three well, like, well, like you'll be like exterior night to be like, what if they're inside at a restaurant <laughs> somewhere? Like oh, I had one day of rain on the cable guy. Well, a week or two of rain. Yeah. And I have never written a fucking raindrop. In oh, the see, yeah, <laughs> never would I do that. I don't even like scenes around tables. I've decided I'm never doing a fucking scene around a table again. Dinner. Oh, Kevin's on the phone. Hey, Kevin. Hey, uh, Seth, Evan, how you doing, guys? Good, man. Hey, Kevin, James is here. And so Danny is Danny. And, and What's Rosie up, Kevin? Hi, oh, Kevin. My God. Craig. The whole crew. And Craig. So are you, are you guys partner. watching the movie right now? We are. What are you doing right now, Kevin? Um, I'm trying to break in this new key ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I was at the dentist. What, what what procedure are you having at the dentist? I was t- I was trying to bite open a, a FedEx package last night. And, my tooth broke. and your tooth oh, broke whoa, the front tooth. Yeah, I mean it's fake anyway. But oh, uh, <laughs> oh my God! I've never noticed that before. It must be the most w- amazing fake tooth you've had. He in your whole acts career. like it's real. It's the best fake tooth money can buy. Hey, what's the, <laughs> what's the difference between working with Scorsese and David Gordon Green? Um. Uh, no, no difference at all. Uh, 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 what's the difference? Um, I, I, uh, jeez, you hit me, you, you caught me blindsided with that one. I didn't know I was going to get asked questions like that. <laughs> David there? <laughs> David is on the line. <laughs> we're, we're waiting. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's like art school with those two guys, right? Uh, I don't know. I like both their movies. They're both perfect. Have you ever got Stranger Direction than Dave? No. Actually, I, 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 but Marty never, uh, you know, directed me. <laughs> he just uh, indulged me when I wanted to ask him questions about his movies, and then it would be time to do the scene. And you're like, oh, God, we didn't talk about the scene. <laughs> All right, just let's. And then uh, I tried to do the same thing with uh, David, ask him questions about his films, but I don't think he ever took me seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up a comic sort of front, you know, because he was around you guys. Was that your play there, David? 
Was that what? Your play, you just weren't going to let Corgan uh, go there with you? Yeah, yeah, you know what, uh, we, we did, he, he actually was trying to take lines from George Washington and put them in a comedy. I kept telling him that was inappropriate this time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I made one of them fit pretty well. Yeah, you did, but I edited it out. <laughs> I, I, I know, I, I noticed. <laughs> now this is our favorite line in the movie right now. Whose line was it? The, the fuck in the street. Oh, that's Dave's, right? The fuck in the street. It's actually, uh, my my friend was at a bar one night, and this guy was messing, like hitting on his cousin. And I heard him say, you know, politely, "Hey, don't mess with my cousin." The guy kept hitting on her, and so he grabbed the guy by the collar and said, "If you don't quit hitting my cousin, I'm gonna take you outside and fuck you in the street." <laughs> Maybe the, the funniest, scariest thing I've ever heard a human being say to another. Rosie, what's the funniest, scariest thing you've ever heard one human being say to the other? We were in a limo coming back from LL Cool J summer camp at Six Flags. And, uh, <laughs> and he was flirting with all the moms, with the kids, and his wife and the mother of his kids were with us. And when we got into the car, she just went off on him, cursing him and out. And he's like, please stop, please stop, please stop. And then he turned around and balled his fist. He goes, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to punch you right in the pussy. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just want to, I don't understand what an LL Cool J day at Great Adventure is. At Six Flags? At Six Flags, yeah. A lot of screaming kids and screaming mothers and him like you, licking his lips nonstop. Lick lips. <laughs> like he performs or he just hangs out with a yeah. group of no, people? No, he, he, he buys out the whole um, um, amusement park for the day for all kids, and it's free, and he provides the transportation for them to get there. LL Cool J is a better man than all of us. It's true. That charitable act makes up for the punch in the pussy line. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you meet Eddie Rouse, David? Uh, I met Eddie in a bowling alley in North Carolina when we were in college, and I was trying to cast his son in one of my short films, and he told me he wouldn't let him because he'd been getting in fights, but he wanted to be in it. So uh, <laughs> I've tried to put him in all the movies that I make since then. I missed I missed out, but he did some uh, live music, eh? He's a... Like, Plays Latin, the bongos. Latin funk? Yeah. He's good. He's awesome. Does he have a MySpace page? I don't think he does. <laughs> he has six of them. I worked with him in Observe and Report, and uh, I, I tase him in it. Uh, but the way we did it, I, it, I, I used one of those real tasers that you like shoot at people, and he wore a bulletproof vest, and I actually fucking shot him in the chest with the taser. It was crazy. <laughs> this thing grossed me out because the guy, I have a foot thing, and the guy painting his toes just, He's remember really in the, yeah, when I saw it in the, in the uh, premiere, I was like, ah! <laughs> now, is your foot thing that you like them or don't like them? I... You have a love-hate? Or do you have a special <laughs> definition of what you need in a foot? <laughs> your specifics. Yeah, I like feet, So, but I don't like ugly feet, but I like feet. Well, I kind of like a little bit of ugly feet. How's my foot right there? If it's got character. <laughs> yeah, your foot got character. It is on! We're coming at you with everything we got! It's on, so you better get your head out of your ass and be ready for everything! You are fucking dead! Hey, you guys see the picture in the back of the background there, behind Ted? Those are photographs taken from of oil the smears. inside yeah. of, the, of the, the wall underground. From the ink point. And then, yeah, you would never place that, but I thought that was a pretty interesting idea that the uh, art director had. Yeah, that was a great idea, actually. Who's it was this a actor? What's his name again? Dana. Da Dana. Actually, it's my cell phone. When it uh, when it rings, it lights up a big picture of Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> well, remember, this is so terrible. Like, where we kept changing if he was Korean, or uh, 
We were going to make them Japanese, I think. And he didn't speak Korean. Until and, and, he, and when he came in, he said he did. Yeah, he came in, said he spoke Korean, didn't. And so he learned, like, his lines in Korean for the movie. And then we told him we were going to change it to Japanese. And he, like... He had to, he he got all freaked out because he was going to relearn all the Japanese. But then we went with Korean, but it didn't matter because we made up what all the subtitles mean anyway. <laughs> like I don't think one of the subtitles is what the person is actually saying in in that language. Here's, here's my favorite Franco moment is, and I I don't know if people notice this that you're the, crying the, right the, there, the tear in the right eye. Is that, that noticed? Was hilarious. By, yes. That was the hilarious. I couldn't help. I was so overwhelmed by the scene, and David. He was just in it. Yeah. I don't think they wanted the tears, but it just kept coming. No way. Who didn't want those tears? David, did you not want that tear? David. No, but he, he was, like, bawling through the whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> there were actually a lot more tears. There was more tears. <laughs> they needed to come at exactly the right place for dramatic effect. Now, there was always a big debate. Can you sell reefer to high school kids? And I've had people come up to me and go, those kids are... 11 years old, but I always yeah. thought they were like uh, like uh, juniors in high school. I thought they were like 14. 14. That's what I always thought, too. I pictured like 14, which is still pretty young, I guess. And in England, we had to remove the kids smoking pot and dancing because... Uh, in England, they give a In England, they really... That. No, I don't, I don't get yeah. that. I thought in really? America, they gave a bigger deal than in England. No, yeah. apparently in England, they like if, if, if that was in the movie, you'd have to be 18 to see the movie. You couldn't even see it with an adult if you were 17. Whoa. That's, so we, we, That's amazing. But they are enjoying themselves doing the robot. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and we always said, well, they get caught instantly afterwards. Like the second after, we get arrested and almost killed. And the kids, it gets taken away. And yeah. they're, they're a lot tougher than our characters are. Because I know my daughters, when I'm older, are going to say, why can't I smoke pot? You made that, that movie. Kid, <laughs> that kid smokes pot and in the scene. It, it's true. That upset me, that scene when I saw that. Did it? That they got so much. <laughs> just, so uh, just the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things that plagues me is we let them take like 30% too much weed to be realistic. So <laughs> one that always bothers me, too, is in the scene when I first buy the Pineapple Express from Franco... The bag is way too small. Like, I asked for oh, a quarter, yeah. and there's, like, one little tiny yeah, fucking thing yeah. in the bag. Does it make it better that one of those kids seems like such a fucking asshole? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it... Well, I remember yeah. that was what we said. We're like, oh, he seems like he's lived a lot of life. Like, <laughs> he seems hardened. It doesn't seem like we're the ones who's corrupting him. This lady was hilarious. She's I, great. I actually have some police officer, officer friends in Palo Alto, and they thought that her police technique was incredible. Really? <laughs> really? She okay. was actually a police officer, even though she's been in, like, She Magnolia does have a good everything. technique. She yeah. plays a cop a lot, she yeah. says. I loved her in uh, Magnolia. and uh, Yeah. You know, oh she has that scene yeah. where John C. Riley yeah. uh, handcuffs her to the couch. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, no, she's you know, great. Idea. And, uh... I like how the scene's kind of shot like an episode of Cops. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was really frisking you, wasn't she? She so? really was. <laughs> on the hood. She did oh, a lot of bouncing me. up against you. She really was grinding oh, in me there. We, for... we didn't use the most invasive shots. At the premiere, she's like, you didn't use all of me grabbing his package. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> big sexy with glasses. Big, sexy with glasses. That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the best. Dale Denton, I repeat. Requesting update on Dale Denton. I have the fugitive in custody. 425, 425, what's your location? This, David, I had to eat so much cottage cheese and you didn't That's right. use it. I, was like, I know, you ate shitload. Uh, that was an interesting choice. 
And I'm I'm allergic to dairy too. So. <laughs> Why didn't you just eat rice? Because David, he wanted it was his. Really? I yeah. ate ten Set. pounds rice of bacon, and it didn't make it in the film. It's true. Never eat huh. in a scene. You guys are yeah. amateurs. I know. <laughs> First rule acting. Don't Here's run. A... Don't run into the tree or eat. Don't eat in a fucking scene. And clear the background as soon as you're uh, as soon as you're done your your lines. <laughs> <laughs> this, was meant to, this, this was meant to fill a big logic hole, which is why wouldn't they ever go to the police? It's true. And we thought maybe we explain it. It's, I, it's, I'm it's only been like 24 hours. They've it's been true. on the on the. They've been stoned here. the whole time. When you're stoned, the last thing you want to do is call the cops. One interesting thing is, other than the fight in the telephone uh, by the telephone booth, they never say we're stoned in <laughs> no. the whole movie. It's true. It's because well, stoners aren't like, hey, I'm stoned. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just assume that you're. You just assume that you've been smoking weed all day. So. Hey, man. Um, here's something that was a huge fucking issue. That goddamn Slurpee. Yeah, that was the hardest. I think that was the single most difficult thing to shoot in the whole movie. Yeah. Was the Slurpee. Well, not to shoot, to, to make. We were literally with vats of, of different textures. But also to the out sequence of shots of, like, Franco getting hit and the yeah. cup flying in the air and splashing yeah. down. Do you remember that, Dave? That was a bad day. Yeah, that was tough. Did, was it? I think it Dave, was all... Dave hit three people that day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's an interesting world of stunts that I didn't really know. Like, I, I just assume you could. There were just a guy that would stand there and you could run him over. But yeah, they, with the like that. We almost did that though in the end. Well, let, how about we give it up for stuntman Mike and what he did there? He did get hit. It wasn't he? working, yeah, he so he hit. just said, "Hit me." We hit him. Yeah. <laughs> he did not and we, and we like it. I saw him in the in the trailer after. He looked like he wanted to kill somebody. Me. Yeah. David, yeah. David Gordon Green, in particular. But what is what is that, that device you use to shoot this? That uh, oh, the go mobile. Yeah, what's that? What no? What's it? The universal arm too? The, yeah, what's the other one? We yeah. got an ultimate, the ultimate arm. arm. The yeah, go mobile is a little sidecar awesome. that attaches to any car really, and that's the person who steers it. So it's like a little hatch kind of thing, like uh, right in front of the car. Yeah, right. And they in front use it of on the, the Bourne movies, right? Yeah, they use it on the Bourne movies, and those shots are done with it's a Mercedes SUV with like uh, an arm, a, a camera arm attached to yeah, it, which is like the coolest thing I've ever yeah, seen. So yeah, so it kind of like these shots lets the camera kind of like float over the cars as they pass underneath it, which is a pretty cool. Effect. So it's a crane attached to a Mercedes. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what it is. It's so cool. It's amazing, and it's like a fully movable crane. Yeah. One thing that always blows my mind the. Uh, the hubcap that just came off the car, that was an accident, right? Yeah, it was an accident. I don't understand how accidents that well occur. Happy well, accidents, baby. Yeah. This was a good time. It's actually you driving. Yeah, that's me driving to the <laughs> park. Right here, this still, is... Still Franco, still Franco, still Franco. That was man. another accident. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the hill was there. <laughs> This, I, this, I gotta say, I just This saw, is my favorite part of the whole movie. I saw three action movies this week with huge scenes with cars blowing up everywhere. Knowing, this one car right here, I think, the car crash here is... Yeah, and it's a good car crash. And Matt Bass getting shot. It's Ma great. Matthew Corey Bass. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. Matt and Gary Himes, our stunt coordinator. Yeah. If you look closely, Gary's holding a cupcake. They're both holding cupcakes. <laughs> there was a whole little scene there between father and there son. There was a whole it? scene that we had play out. That was great. And this car crash is pretty brutal. It's the best, man. It was hard for me driving because um, the you, camera you guy... You live in New York. No! <laughs> I, I could drive, not just on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, the camera guy kept complaining that I was lower than the steering wheel. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> 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 I 
to sit on one foot but drive with the other Jesus. foot. So I was like trying to. That's not safe. Uh, David and, and Judd and Seth, maybe you can talk about Amber a little bit because I think she is hilarious in this movie. She, she is. is. She yeah. is. She's great. She uh, she's funny. I actually literally phoned. I was at, I literally phoned it in that day uh, for most of the scenes that were on the phone <laughs> together. I was actually like sitting on my couch at home on the telephone with her, which is the laziest I've ever felt in my entire life. Well, we were trying. Oh, to wow, you really she, did that. Huh? Whenever she I do a phone so scene, I'm like, I wish I could do it from home, but I never like. It's because I flew in. I like had to go out of town, and I like didn't have time to drive to set. I probably you could only made pull it. that off if you're like Robert Duvall or something, or Seth fucking Rogen, or Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a moment where we were trying to figure out how that part would work best and then uh, Seth uh, I think said I think it should be the hottest girl in high school yeah. who's just such a bitch yeah. <laughs> and just go for it uh, we didn't really go for well we did a little bit for the bitchy thing but she it should be ridiculous how hot she is Yeah, and everyone in school hates the fact that she dates like some older guy well that's how it was for me in high school there was always like the hottest girls in school were always dating these like fucking loser like 25 year old guys and you always knew like is a loser like she doesn't get it but like if he wasn't a loser he wouldn't be dating a fucking 17 year old so we wanted to show that loser <laughs> the adventure of the loser i love how earnest she is she's very angry with me here there's a funny thing uh we have matching watches i just noticed that i never <laughs> we have the same fucking little watch <laughs> sorry on, on some extended uh, dvd stuff of the phone calls uh seth has a really funny run about i i I've already quit pot 30 minutes ago, but it's going to be very difficult. There's supposed to be many relapses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I expect to relapse. We'll, we'll just travel this road together. Yeah. One that's step that's forward, the first thing we shot. One right forward, there. two steps back. Exactly. Yeah, that was the very first day of shooting that scene, actually, uh, in the phone booth. And uh, Judd was actually the, on the other end. Judd was my He's Amber. the phone expert. What like normal? I gotta say, like normally the first day of shooting sucks, and this first day of shooting, like I mean, I don't know if it's like our best day of work, but it's not that bad. Like I've, it's, we should not have shot this scene the first day. I think that, that, that was which bad. is pretty crazy. I Why did was, we do that? That was a bad idea. <laughs> you know what though? I, I say that, but I, I like uh, I like the idea of throwing right into something that's emotional, but it's kind of contained, so that you don't have a lot of physical logistics. You can just. But you have something that you can really sink your teeth into at the end of the day, feel like you made your day and you did something interesting, and get so. ready for the snowball to come. But I mean, also, it, shooting started so quickly after the shooting of Superbad, yeah. it was like everyone was never stopped. No, it felt like one movie. It's melded together in my head. I mean, I literally we, think there was two and a half weeks between when Superbad wrapped and when this started shooting. And this I was like our big fight scene when we did... I remember doing so many takes on it, and I didn't know... I was still getting used to like all the improvisation, so we just went. I mean, we would we had conversations about the Godfather during our fight. Yeah, and, like, we would just go on and on. <laughs> it's great though. Well, there was that great joke about uh, how uh, don't didn't you remember how Scarface, how Scarface ends? And you said, "I've got it's on two discs. I've only, I lost the second one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens to him? Yeah, you're like, doesn't he become That's the richest right. man in America? <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets killed by federal it agents. Yeah. It's, I thought it was a love story. His sister marries his, his best, his brother marries uh, the girl he loves, and then everyone works out. It, it, it ends at the wedding. Exactly, it's just a big wedding at the end. Double wedding. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's the first day, and this cut on his mouth. 
It was too yeah, big. It was oh, that's enormous. Right. It looked like but the I gotta most, say, yeah. it was Cam, our it was our fault, not <laughs> Kim's. Kim Great. Green is never gonna. She's never gonna forgive us. She was very we, upset. About we CGI'd it down because we, we were like. <laughs> Could he be have this much blood and festering pus for the next thirty five minutes of the yeah, movie? Yeah, no, it was a little. Nasty. Yeah, we were trying to work it out. Like, if I could knee myself in the face after the kicking yeah. the window out, maybe it would be justified. We but, were getting pretty desperate. Like, yeah. yeah, it's flowing blood for ten minutes, then it coagulates, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then it starts to look like this. Then he crusts some it's of it true. off. It's hard to do these movies that take place in like kind of like one continuous period of time with injuries because yeah like you would you would draw a cut on your head and then you'd have to go back and try to figure out how to get that cut on your head <laughs> I have a question of possible trivia as a fight fan is I see a, a, a lot of UFC fighting yeah, Ultimate is. Fighting is this the first movie that ever because I've never seen in a movie that shows Ultimate UFC fighting. fighting knocked up we had, there's a Lydell poster uh, David is there do you know about that? do you know that I don't know if it has had. I don't. I, don't, I can't imagine. I, I think Drillbit Taylor has an Ultimate Fighting Championship yeah, yeah. scene, and Chuck Liddell is in it, and Chuck Liddell is actually Lidell, in it. In all three of them, he's the the uh, yeah. fighter used. We just keep putting him in things because we're scared. We're scared shitless of him. How do we keep Chuck happy? <laughs> keep giving him work <laughs> in, in case we meet him one day. Exactly. Um, but this is one of my favorite songs. Oh, this song's amazing. And there's like three amazing transition shots. Is this Peter here. Tosh, David? Yeah. Actually, no, this one's Bob Marley. Is this isn't the Bob it? Marley one? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the Tosh one's later. Yeah. No, the Tosh one happened already. Tosh right? one's the wanted song. Yeah, the Tosh one's wanted. Yeah. There was one take where I mooned Seth, but David, you said that I actually showed the brown eye. You did. And that's yeah. why that would that would have given us an additional twenty million dollar opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we could honestly say that James Franco's butthole is in this movie, then I mean, would, I was trying, you've, you've I was heard, trying to talk like, the full frontal male nudity. I was going to say you've heard Kevin Bacon's dick and such, but it's I true. Think, I think the only thing that's I left think butthole's is the that. next dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> butthole is the next. See the wrinkles. One of the best things in the movie. That girl has a I peanut butter sandwich mush like smashed into the fence. How did you find that girl, David? Um, I can't remember where she came from, but she just had that face that you had to focus on and make her. And she's actually the star of this movie in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's her movie. Uh, yeah, she's great. That's always a funny shot. I, I like the the cut to the kid and the woman painting, and it's just like emotion. Exactly. <laughs> nice, nice things happening. <laughs> There's a lot of I mean, graffiti. originally this character was your age, right? I remember reading a oh, draft. Yeah. We did a draft where I, don't even I know think how it she ended. was even older than me. We yeah, did a draft was, where like, she actually was an architect who was two yeah, years Yeah, where older. she was, like, responsible. and It was all based off a date you went on, and you came back, and I was like, how was it? And you were like, terrible. She's an architect, and I'm not remotely smart enough to even talk with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was always talk of, of some sequence... Where he has to go to her job. Yeah. And she had a real job. Yeah, and she he's had a high. real job. And we, we decided uh, not to go yeah, that route. Yeah, we, we had a lot of versions where it was like he was the fuck up and she was kind of had her shit together and like this all happened and he kind of had to prove that he could, you know, save the day. But it just felt uh, exactly like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I love this part. I'm sitting on my couch right now while I'm saying these words. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. And Jet and Judd is talking into your phone. Hey, exactly. <laughs> and I'm talking to Judd right there. 
That is editing magic right there. It is yeah, good. That's Everyone's how... talking to someone different. <laughs> it's true. I dipped a ball in. Ever since I said that line, I, all I can imagine is someone like dipping a ball in. I, 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 when you say that, I think about it, and I think it'd be very difficult. I think it would well, be really hard. Thing, you I think it would actually hurt. take more time and effort to, yeah, than exactly. the real people. I think it would really dip hurt. it. You would have to You'd have to kind of poke it in, yeah, like like a magician, like, yeah, packing yeah, his, yeah, uh, yeah. his handkerchiefs. <laughs> point Break, one of the ultimate movies. The Point Break childhood. Retirement Home. And one of the ultimate retirement homes, yeah. yeah. Pointy break is ours. Listen, Bobby, I actually wish I had more scenes with her. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, she was amazing, man. She yeah. was just fun, just letting her loose with, with Kevin and Craig. Yes, yes, it is. May I call you Faye? You can call me Faye, Faye but I'm going to call you Singer. Oh, and then, <laughs> so at this point, we had done a lot of action scenes. Oh, and we just knew. Because we were I so fast. This day. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, everyone was getting hurt in every scene, and I knew I was going to, I was so afraid I was going to hurt the stuntman. And we had like four breakaway things, and that was a stunt woman. That's that the was oldest like, stunt woman. She was ever. the oldest woman, stunt woman in in uh, Hollywood. And uh, stuntman Mike said, "Just run her over. Just run her over." <laughs> <laughs> this woman in the brown jumpsuit is my favorite oh, I woman love in her. the whole world. I love that lady. She is amazing. Hello. There's a lot of uh, very specific uh, bathing suits here. There is. There's not even actually a pool back there. David just wanted it to look like there was, so he put a lot of old people in bathing suits. I felt very odd being on set. Hey, Dave, did, you, fetish did, you, did you tell her to say this thing about the mole, or was that just something she said? No, that was just her. That's funny. What's funny is this building is actually attached to the building that's the underground weed bunker. <laughs> it's like the same building. That's her. Uh, the barn. Oh, uh, here's something we can talk about. The the barn and how that was the most difficult thing to construct in the entire world. For some reason, barns cost several hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, to make. They really wanted us to shoot in a real barn, and we didn't want to. There was no barn that was big enough. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that looks painful. There is a, also a little homoerotic Craig Robinson thing. With Frank. you say, I'm going to tear you that ass. Oh, yeah. Like, do you want to murder him and have sex with you him? You want to fuck him. Sit your sexy uh, ass down. Watch uh, yeah. <laughs> Sit your sexy ass down. You've noticed the sexy You ass. know he's good looking. Yeah, you can tell. That's <laughs> Franco. What you going to do? <laughs> well, when when we Craig wrote... admitted though, I think a lot of that has to do with David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green yeah. finding you sexy? No, I think <laughs> just generally trying to instill some homoeroticism. You know what? No matter characters. what direction it's going, sexuality brings some flavor to the film. Yeah, doesn't matter where it's headed. <laughs> you just need it to be sexy, sexy town. Um, when people talk about bromance, I always just say Laurel and Hardy, man. Yeah, it, right. it all starts. I there. think the worst thing <laughs> to come. Together. From this movie is the term bromance being used a lot. I like, we, yeah. we, we've been doing and a why lot of bromance press. instead of bromosexual? But I just love that me and Frank, me and Frank have been doing press for the movie. <laughs> we must have done 500 interviews. Every yeah. interview sits down thinking they're the person who thought of the term bromance. <laughs> and they're always like, I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> I think what if I said this was a bromantic comedy? I'd be like, well, then you'd be saying the same fucking thing a million other assholes have said to us. Maybe you should never work with a man ever again. I know, exactly. I just want to avoid this. Kevin Corgan had me cracking up when we were in the barn because we're doing the stunts and everything like that, and he's doing stunts, I'm doing stunts, and um, I'm dying inside, but I don't want to tell anybody that I'm dying because I want to do the stunts and yeah. stuff. And I look over to Kevin, and no one's watching him, and there are tears in his eyes. And I go, are you okay? He goes, 
I'm too old for this shit. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in so much pain. <laughs> and then he was like, what? David's, David's looking. Stand up straight. <laughs> um, we did it. You little troopers. <laughs> I did want to point out. Is Kevin out. still there? <laughs> I think Kevin hung Kevin, up on an hour ago. Yeah, he's fixing his tooth. But uh, he's opening up more FedEx. I wanted to point out another little Gordon Green thing on in the in the pot place is uh, Viva, Viva Bazooka. Yeah, on the wall. If you rewind, you can go see. Um, I don't know how the DVD is exactly. I can't recall. But do the people get to see all the great, 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 great stuff in this scene? Yeah, they do. Actually, they do? the unedited just take of this scene is on the DVD, and it's pretty impressive. I would like to just say. My, to me, the funniest part of this entire movie, and maybe any movie I've ever done, is Bone Thug, is the implication that he thinks he's going to die, and he put on Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> to segue him into the afterlife. <laughs> and Jonathan Carp just put that in. It, it's to me, this is the like I can't even laugh at it. It's just the funniest fucking thing in the entire. It's just awe inspiring. It's, 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 it's an it's interesting choice funny. all along. Is it? Red is always comfortable uh, dying, and that Franco's really comfortable exactly, dying. Exactly, is that everyone's like totally come to terms with the fact that they're gonna die. Whatever, man. It happens like three times for Franco where he's just like, okay, yeah. let's do it. He's at peace. That is the one thing I keep expecting people to slam at some point, how in a span of a minute and a half he almost dies three times. It's true. I was thinking that when we were filming. <laughs> it works better than I thought. I remember we thought, like, can we have all this happen right? But no, it just works. And I'm going to miss everybody. <laughs> there was a line. There was a, also a funny line here as an all to the Jude Law that I thought was funny, which is you could come back as George Clooney. You can write and direct. Yeah, you'd be a writer and an actor and director. Trendsetter. I also got to say for Spellman and I think Dave, the uh, the things in the room right here. Yeah, like his little wine coolers, coolers spaghetti. spaghetti. I like the spaghetti. fish on the toilet. I never noticed that. Yeah. I'm gonna miss so he Sabres, made some spaghetti. Man. He thought he was gonna die. He put on bone yeah. thugs and harmony. <laughs> he had made got some, some wine coolers. <laughs> <laughs> made some spaghetti. And then, and then, and then really chose to go into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he took a shit and just <laughs> yeah. fell off and just it's well, too hard. Well, he had to get the maxi pads to stick onto himself, but those were probably in the bathroom. <laughs> I love those maxi pads. People may not know there's maxi pads on the bullet wounds. Yeah, very absurd. I never knew. They they which which is intelligent. It actually is a pretty fucking good idea. Uh, apparently, war medics say that is exactly what they do in war. There you go. That poster was weird, David. This has become the scene iconic in 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 Brooklyn. Really? People walk <laughs> around and roll down the window. They go, "What's up, Thug Life?" <laughs> <laughs> you coined it, Danny. Thug Life. <laughs> I, I miss the one where you smell the gun and say, "Mine smells like tapioca." I know. Maybe that's on the DVD. That you also learn that Red was a prostitute at one point. I know, I love that. <laughs> he has a very sordid past. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how pleased he is when he says that. I know, it's so, you're so like reminiscing about Just it. Just like thinking about the ball in the vagina. That yeah. brings weird images to my mind. Dip a ball in. <laughs> Don't. His, spe his specialty was ball dipping. You stop it right now. I wonder if Daewoo Lano sales will skyrocket after this movie. Is it weird to say I didn't yeah, know I what that was till this movie? I, what, a Daewoo? I, I had no yeah. clue. I tried to convince them we shouldn't use one. Oh, I know what Daewoo's are. They're Korean. Everyone but you and me, Jed. Everyone knows. I love them. They it's make like microwaves and cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they make microwaves, yeah. I love how Danny went from, like, let's do it, and it's, like, literally 100 seconds later. It's yeah. instantaneous. Fuck Done. this shit.
in her ass. Now this is a very, I really like this odd turn of Corrigan just murdering Corrigan this just guy. murders yeah. him. So he can get home for dinner. We used to speak, have this... Speak of the most underused actor. That guy? Who we just kill? He's, he's, he's like, like oh, a really great, 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 great actor. actor. <laughs> we should probably just shoot him before he has a chance to say anything. And the great Stephen Banos, yes. Mr. Kalchevsky from Freaks and Geeks in the yes. background. With I, his, I always wonder if he stands out as much to other people as he does to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. But it, yeah, he's radiant. It's like if the guy who played uh, Jeff from Taxi was suddenly in the just scene. Just one of the thugs <laughs> in the scene. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was very odd for me having done Freaks and Geeks with him and then have Mr. Kowchewski, like, hold me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. He's, like, holding you back. <laughs> He's restraining. <laughs> Man, it was an unpleasant week or so when we were in this fucking underground right. weed bunker place. Then I had to go... You had to promote, promote Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. In for... the middle of the shooting for, like, a, m- a month or something. And you guys almost burned this place down. We almost blew up the whole thing. Oh, that, that, that was the craziest. There, there were bits of, it used to be a paper mill, and there was dusty little bits of paper all in the ventilation. So then when we did uh, the big explosion, all that caught on fire. Next door, attached to the same building, was a, uh, a, newspaper. a newspaper. So the second the explosion happened and the fire didn't go out as immediately as it should, 40 newspaper uh, members, uh, crews came out. And, yeah. We were on the news. It was wild. And then Eric, the uh, the guy in charge of pyrotechnics, spent the entire night there. They just walked around the whole night, ensuring nothing was. Yeah, yeah. I remember being really scared because then we had to redress it to be the opening sequence. And and I, yeah, I couldn't we might imagine not have been able to let us back w- in. Oh, could you imagine that? That would have been so fucked. I can't believe they did. Yeah, but that explosion was big at the big end. I remember like it was so big and went off prematurely that we had to digitally remove crew members from the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's never intense. good. Yeah, <laughs> and and when you did the explosion, didn't someone uh, Gary jump Himes. into a bucket of water because the flame was too big? Yeah, G- Gary, Gary Himes churned his fire extinguisher on himself. Yeah, he got like blasted like ten feet out of the building when it when he, it went off. No, Eric jumped out of the building just as it was happening. Gary couldn't get out and just curled up in a ball and sprayed himself as it happened. That's what you do in that situation. Gary Himes is hilarious, and he's mostly made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is, is just, favorite. I don't even know what to say. It's my favorite this. scene ever. It's the funniest the scuba, to do. Scuba just to do. I know the scuba outfit. I always, like, it really looks like you're rubbing my dick in this part. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask a question. Were you rubbing his dick in this part? I don't part? think you were rubbing my, I honestly oh. don't think you were. But, like, right there. I was like, rubbing something hard, so I don't know what it was. That was probably my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a belt buckle? I did have a belt buckle. We were yeah. trying to use the belt buckle. Yeah. It would make sense. Were you worried that your penis would poke out over the top of the belt buckle? I did. I was. was, I I was flipped up in the first place. 
It's the danger. You had to do a boys don't cry, tie it down. <laughs> I strapped it to my leg. <laughs> here comes some karate from Corrigan. I love this. <laughs> the direction here is do karate as you talk. <laughs> I love it, man. We did a lot of takes of this. And I thought Kevin was maybe going to kill you. Yeah, he was not pleased. <laughs> I think he was. I think he just, you know, it's weird to be asked to do karate. <laughs> we had to get him to that place. We got him to the karate place. Every, every morning, Dave made me do Tai Chi with him for a half hour. Exactly, we did katas. <laughs> this, that, that whistle? <laughs> I just love the other. There's like weird night vision shots and shit. I remember for that shot, though, the first time we got the effects back, it was all high tech and very cool. I was like, no, I want it to look like no Pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the same thing with all the recording equipment that like the Asian guys have. Like, it's all yeah. out of like the conversation or something. Yeah. <laughs> you could have all that equipment on an iPod right now. <laughs> right. I'll take the lead if I cough twice, you go, okay? Yeah, I'm with you, Franco. Everything in this room is the best shit. I just, I no, love. I just like doing the rubbing. Oh, yeah. I, I I love this entire thing. I like this is a funny thing you did, James, where you bring your hand to your mouth. <laughs> that was a good bit. Dude, that's so, definitely top three laughs in the good movie. Good bit, James. Stop. And somebody some... came up to me, they're like, no, you can't do that. Your hand's supposed to be tied. I know, we were like, that's the, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're like, that's the fucking joke. <laughs> I remember that. One of the ADs was like, you brought your hand up. It's supposed to be taped behind your back. We're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> It's amazing because it was like 30 people in that room when we shot this. I know it is weird. Well, <laughs> I don't think anything could work better than that uh, shot to the head. People really think that I got my fucking braids blown out right there. Why wouldn't they? Looks like you did. It's true. You burn my this was face. In, this was intense, Craig. Have Work. you been shot before on screen, Craig? Uh, no, I have not. That was, was good. First, that was good. The window. Yeah, breaks. it was tricky. We had to like your first green bullet. First green bullet. First time I got to die. I got glass in my ass. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Craig. I quote you in this movie more than anyone ever. I love that line. A bigger knife. <laughs> <laughs> got some drugs. Asians. My favorite is get your hands off me. I know. Yeah. I just like that it's the, the gynecologist, That's Ken Jeong. Man, seeing Ken Jeong after he saw this movie for the first time oh was like the funniest thing in the entire world. And then seeing how unbelievably fucked up he got out of pure excitement and joy. He I just, know. He drank his ass I know. Out. He's just like, I can't believe it, guys. I can't believe it. <laughs> just seriously, guys. Yeah, he was pretty psyched. Bam. He, he, he just had two kids, been working his ass off, and it was his first weekend of freedom. He got to see himself murder a bunch of people. This always makes me laugh, what you're doing here, Craig. His eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Here's where a lot of people think we, we go too far. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I gotta, we got to give props to Rob Hall. Who, yeah. who built that ear? Yeah, and then and last minute we said, yeah. "Can you get us like the extra piece of ear?" That's <laughs> yeah, we gone. need the chunk. He got us the chunk. Even <laughs> he made it just sitting beside Video Village. Yeah, he made the I think the chunky. only note I ever had on any edit was, was more. more chunk. Yeah, more, more chunk. chunk. <laughs> Extend chunk. Yeah, I remember you pushed that hard. I remember this shot you fought for, Judd. It's, so <laughs> it's so fucking nasty when it falls out. It's that's where we really enter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
we really enter like a saw universe. I remember Judd like the most one of the most genius things I ever saw you say to the studio when we were getting this trying to get the movie made is they were like, I think it's too violent, and we you know it slowly convinced you that that was okay, and you were like. You told Amy Pascal, like, the audience for this movie is the people who go to Hostel and Saw. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, as much as I hate to hear that, it's probably true. <laughs> None of this is shocking to those fans. Exactly, yeah. Like, you could, you could just show that chunk of ear for, like, two hours, and that's basically what Hostel is. <laughs> and that sequence is always so long, the action sequence, like, 23 pages of people just shooting directly at each other. And it works, see? <laughs> People doubted us for years. How do they like the violence in Brooklyn, Rosie? What do they What do they say about our ending? They don't think it's violent. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's just an action movie. Yeah, they think it's just an action movie. It's Chuck really... Norris violent. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just saw Batman. The shit they do in that PG thirteen movie is way sicker. Than I know this. that yeah. seems way it's more just like the combination. real and intense. It's yeah. the combination of the comedy and the and the action. Yeah, I think it's the weed. That's what people. All oh, right. You know what we didn't supposedly know. Goodfellas like was the worst premiere ever. Like people just really? did not understand like the the humor with the violence. Oh, I love that. And but movie. now they're really? you know they're broken. It, it's broken in now. They get it now. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's a good movie. I love that you guys didn't learn how to shoot. We so we kind of learned, but not. A well, lot. Clearly not that much. <laughs> You're not supposed to hold a machine gun like that. <laughs> I can confidently say, this is the most weird moment. <laughs> People go crazy. Well, this is one thing Judd stopped us a bit on. We wanted blood flying everywhere. I know, you actually kiboshed that, which was not a... I mean, but this, I mean, we do kill like six people in this very short period of and time. And we stab a guy, you drop a guy to the ground, shoot three guys. There was a very this, funny uh, meeting with me and uh, David. Do you, remember, do you remember David? Where all it was was size of blood splatter CGI effects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was. We had a lot of discussions about that. I remember. Oh, here's something. So, Gary and Rosie kiss. Little known fact: When writing this, Seth and I kept switching between should they kiss or should Craig and Kevin kiss. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we actually had both versions. I will the initial say. the initial version ended with with. Uh, Craig leaves, smashes into the barn, yeah. saves Kevin. They passionately kiss and drive away together. Yeah, we like have them driving off into the sunset together, which for a sequel would have been better, but but for the movie, it's. I remember when Kevin finally gets shot. Yeah. And he's laying down, and I didn't know he had gotten shot. And I'm walking on set. Said, "Why are you laying there?" He goes, "Shh, I don't want to get back up." <laughs> <laughs> I know, I would always forget that those dead bodies I had everywhere were like actual guys that were just <laughs> lying there all day. I did step on tomato paste a couple times. You did? <laughs> I, th I think upcoming is the best physical thing you've ever done, Seth, when you go limp so he can lift you. <laughs> I try to. Hey, that fucking kills me. That's probably my favorite thing of you of ever. Me ever right here. Right here. <laughs> Subtle touch. Hoist me. Does it work? I have to say, I never noticed that. I didn't yeah. notice. Oh my god! In Fifty showings. Takes Evan to point it out. Yeah, we had a lot of discussion about this. That. The moment where he can leave and he'll survive, but he goes but back. He goes back. They Was both it, go back for each other. It doesn't times. quite read that way, but it kind of <laughs> does. <laughs> Here comes an end to the strangest role an actor's ever had. Bobby Lee. 
Yeah. I know. Let's hire a guy from Mad TV, make him a murderous hitman, and then just blow his head off. <laughs> <in the middle laughs> of give him so exactly funny, one serious line. Yeah. This is what shocked. This part this really is, yeah, shocks the most people. shocking to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, people don't see but that. But what's shocking is there's no punchline to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I well, if you actually listen, I go ew as I'm running, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm running away. The that only is, the only purpose of it is to get Gary Cole afraid. I think exactly. That is the kind of the punchline. Gary Cole was a badass, though. He, oh, yeah. he looks, okay. It's he the hair. Really, his badass it's hair. His hair and his the boots, hair. his shoes. Yeah. I have to say, like, he looks exactly like what we always picture oh the bad guy looking like. It's the coldest part of the movie right here. <laughs> I still like the going limp more. <laughs> <laughs> huzzah! <laughs> huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> I should yell huzzah when I did <laughs> I think in the script we actually wrote Huzzah. We, did. <laughs> we didn't do it. We, we actually had like a whole rewrite where we, we put in a lot of uh, omnomatopoeia yeah. and a lot of huzzahs. Huzzah! Well, it's also, you know, if you don't do the uh, flying squirrel jump 50 times, the one time becomes awesome. Exactly. Like with yeah. Rosie's car crash. Exactly. I find that car crash better than like a 30 car pileup in a board yeah. movie. This really grosses people out. Yeah. <laughs> I read a whole line of stuff on the internet last night. I had Ugh. a big night on the internet last night where someone was like, it's so stupid. You can't bite someone's ear off who doesn't have an ear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that guy got us. Oh, dang. That must have been Danny Glover's dick blood. Again. Exactly. <laughs> I love that you've given Danny Glover's dick blood all this press. <laughs> 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 You're going to meet him one, one day you'll be somewhere and a 14 year old Asian kid will walk up to you and say I'm Danny Glover's dick blood <laughs> <laughs> fuck you this is when uh, my police officer friend wrote me about her viewing of the movie she Where, said, was she upset that the theater erupts <laughs> the, the subject, in wild the subject in the uh, in the email was uh, fuck the police <laughs> <laughs> And she said, I was enjoying the movie and laughing with everyone. And then when you said that line, the, the audience erupted in cheering and clapping. <laughs> Why? Just because they're mad at Rosie. NWA fans. That was ad lib um, stunt. Remember, I was supposed to do all these complicated pick yeah. up this gun and shoot you, and I just threw it away and I charged after you. That was great. And you came back. <laughs> it was awesome. Did you guys hurt each other during the fight? Uh, he hurt Ro me. Rosie, I was so conscientious. You, I still have a little mini blood clot in the back of my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you kicked me. <laughs> I love this. I felt so bad. I was like, I'm going to, all right, I cannot kick Rosie hard in the crotch. I was very careful. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I love the, the, the Street Fighter punch. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like eager to get that in. The, the stunt many, man. many hours of Street Fighter and playing with Ryu. Exactly. I thought you bit her in the ass. You did bite her in the ass too, right? Yeah, we. Uh, James bites everyone in the ass. Yeah. That no, was why one... she wanted to bite me in my tit. Well, I proposed that one to you, and then uh, on all the action movies, I've never had like an improv. Uh, action scene and we were kind of like wrestling a little bit right yeah. and then I had my shot and I bit your ass <laughs> but you laughed because I, I, <laughs> <so laughs> it hurts so much <laughs> it's like running into the tree you gotta go all the way exactly. yeah. you made the right choice if you had randomly bit her tit that would have been inappropriate I think yeah I got bit in the tit once it hurts <laughs> 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 
we all want to know the rest of that story. Oh, thank you. Cool J. Was it a six flag? I will never get over the fact that everyone is just okay with, I'm hungry, I'm going home. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think people would bail. I know. They'd these bail. I would leave. Uh, that's the best. I think it's the most creative improv ever. What's up, Mr. Folgers? <laughs> Mr. People don't get that at all for the most. I think that's genius. That's Did not you- as popular product as it used to be. Exactly. <laughs> Did you think of that, Craig or Dave? Who you should have said Mr. Starbucks. That was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was all just year? all Craig. Watch yourself get killed. This is my favorite part. This uh, was the last edit we made of any movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> now are you doing the what are, you, are you doing the mission? He's or doing is that the Scarface. Scarface. It's Scarface. We, we That's took my out. crucifix. <laughs> it's your crucifixion. Yeah, he, Kill he, me. I am Jesus. <laughs> I was so disgusting. Yeah, that car and look at dead Craig. I know. Over <laughs> all morning. This it's is just, the second most disturbing it, thing. This is pretty great. Oh, uh, man, when we when we got like the the shot back of that foot getting blown off, I must have watched it five hundred times, like over and over. Where did that over. idea come too. from? Who thought of well, that? I never would have thought it would have made it into the movie. Was no. that in the, this, I mean, in the remember, script? No, yeah, you know, me and Evan, we honestly thought it was like a punctuation to us. Like we knew we wanted him to drive in. We thought it'd be funny if he was like, "You just got killed by a Dewulados motherfucker." It just seemed like he needed to do Something. one more thing to kind of really <laughs> and like, and like kicking him in the gut. Like after yeah, all the shit you just saw, that's not gonna exactly. Cut it. We just thought it was like a funny punctuation punctuation of the joke is he shoots a dead guy's foot off <laughs> it just, but it looks way better than I ever thought it would I gotta say they did a good job and, and almost nothing we wrote for Danny was actually in the movie in the end I think but I think oh. we did write How You Like Me Now I think we wrote How You Like Me Now it's the one thing you said that I wrote we did not write we did not we did not write I want it, I want I want to be inside you Holmes <laughs> these sound effects really make this club seem painful because yeah. that is like that is literally made out of like styrofoam and like those little sound effects sell it. Here's a good Spaceballs shout-out. How many times did Danny get shot in the movie? We should probably Seven, count. I think. One, two... How many scoops was there on that last thing that happened? God, I don't like know. four was, or five? I think it was like four or five. Yeah, so like... That's, that's like a seven, drinking game. That's Red like around seven, seven times. That's like Tupac. And you survived the explosion. And lived. I just like that Ken is a real doctor, and he has to say, <laughs> suck on my balls two times. <laughs> he made up a ton of crazy shit that day. That was nuts. I'm not even sure if we hire him because we think he'll amuse people. I think it's just for us. Yeah, though. we just want to see what Ken will do. Boom. This is amazing. Ugh. And a very good burnt version of Gary Cole. So where was. was, what's the shot, where was the shot the guys had to be removed from? Oh, you saw it already. The uh, shot of the room getting swept the fire up spread yeah, with uh, fire. That's a pretty cool shot, too. Yeah, that was me. This is a, an amazing little yeah. bit of CG fire in there. Oh. <laughs> Rosie's in the bathroom for her own death. I can't believe that you can really launch a car up in the air and have it land where you want Do you remember to. the test? Oh, that was the greatest day the, of my on life. On the Sony lot? Yeah. That was when like we just knew what was coming. We just all like, <laughs> gathered into a parking lot to watch a car get launched like 15 feet up in the <laughs> so air. So that wasn't done with a wire? How was it no, done? No, it's literally like a little catapult thing goes under the car, and they hit a button and just goes, whoof, and just literally throws the car up there in the air. There are guys that specialize in that. 
Yeah, it was fucking That's crazy. That's nasty right there. That's gross. That was a dummy. You know, my favorite thing people say in theaters is a lot of people go, he's not going to serve him. Oh, no, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> do. It's so stupid. That's one of those things like. You got to do it, though. You have to do it. I remember like our first friends and family screening. We show it to all these like intellectual writers. And it was like dead silent during that part. Like everyone's just like, you fucking hacks. <laughs> You're actually going to do that? And I knew. I was just like, wait, in a theater full of fucking regular people, this will destroy. <laughs> it's kind of. And the way you say it. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I know. I say it like I don't even really want to be doing it. That I actually, that's like the one, I was like actually in a room full of fire. I wish I could have had a little more time to work on the performance. Yeah, this is, I literally get choked this up good. on this part, man. The music is awesome. Yeah. This song. Graham Ravel. Actually difficult. No, no, no. This, no. Is, a, that this is a song by Spiritualized called I Didn't Mean to Hurt You. And it's, the, the whole song is amazing. It is a good song. But. Graham Ravel is the bomb. This was scary to shoot, James, because, yeah, yeah, it's like everyone's in all this fire gear with, like, yeah. ventilators and fucking <laughs> gas masks and, like, fireproof jumpsuits on, and then I'm literally in my fucking tidy whiteies. <laughs> James is in his Guatemalan It was pants. tough, too, right? You dropped me one time. I did drop you walking out of the barn. It was, I was slapping you <laughs> walking out of the That was good footage. He trips and falls. In did you just motion. kiss his hand? I kissed his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, the uh, one tweak where uh, Franco goes for his nuts there. I know. No, 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 no. It was for the behind the yeah. scenes, we and I it. actually tickled your balls. And you tickled my balls. By accident. I kept on wanting to say, rest, sweet prince. <laughs> <in this part. laughs> now you can finally rest. <laughs> You've been so tired. Oh, here's a stunt gone wrong. The yeah, that, the, the van was supposed to fly out of the barn and land on the cop car. But, but. I... I, I, I've convinced myself it's cooler this way. No way. It would have been way fun. I've convinced myself. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Red, Red gets out right away. Right away. We don't leave him a second to think. <laughs> Too hot. Too hot to stick around in here. Yeah. We shot this. We, we blew up that barn while like half of fucking Los Angeles was on oh, fire. that's right. And after we did it, we found out that it was like really illegal that we did it. <laughs> and like one fire department didn't get approval from the other or something. It was great. So way back when, before we really had an ending, we were all just supposed to like run off through the fields, right? It, well, it was supposed <laughs> to be a callback to the it was forest. A callback scene. to the forest scene, which is not, I mean, that funny. I would say on the grand scale of scenes in this movie. So I'm sure glad we uh, we thought of this. Yeah, yeah, we literally didn't think of this till like halfway through shooting the movie. Huh? I remember visiting the set and sets just saying. I got the ending. <laughs> and, 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 and in its original conception, it was running every single logic hole. In the and, whole movie. And, and, and then saying every single lesson. Yeah. Really hard. Really explicitly. <laughs> I, upon rewatching it, they really they hit all the main points. Yeah. We hit a lot of plot points in the movie. Uh, other than Angie. Other Angie than Angie. We shot an Angie wrap-up, and we, it was in there, actually, for quite a bit, but we, we, we took it what, out What did you say about Angie? I say, you know, I just kind of, I do like a very overall wrap-up where it's like, you know, we learned, you know, that like, in my job, I wasn't trying as hard as I could. And with my love life, you know, I had a girlfriend that was obtainable, but not really what I should be doing. It was, uh, it was very on the nose. Uh, my, my favorite was the murder one, which is, we just murdered a lot I know, of people. We just killed, I don't think I liked Yeah, we all talked about whether or not we got the taste for it or not. Yeah, and you, you concluded, like, our lives were in danger, we did the right yeah, thing. Yeah, like, we did the right, like, we don't feel bad about it, really. Um, I like uh, James's his nose yeah yeah well done i had to fight for that i wanted a i wanted a broken nose i wanted it to be real 
And that was the one note that Sony gave us, right? That no, we I, couldn't be bloody. You no know, blood. On, on, on I think on my face. No just blood on, on Franco's, Franco's face. Seth yeah. can and be we... fucking covered in <laughs> brains and guts. We don't give a and, shit. Anyone yeah. in the room who was in Spider Man needs to have no blood on. Exactly. His face. Yeah. But uh, this is. The, I love this scene, and it's nice that it worked. We shot this for hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. So we I'm, had no script at all. In between all these shots, I'm eating bacon, and you never. We, we see systematically it. cut away from it every single time. And it was kind of like on Freaks and Geeks, Judd. I was a scene where I ate about ten donuts, and it, not one. No, made you it were in. eating uh, the <laughs> snowballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, snowballs. Yeah. Exactly. You said to me beforehand, "I want to eat a snowball in this scene." <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I thought I would make it real. But I would say this scene is kind of inspired by movies like Can't Hardly Wait. And <laughs> I like seeing shit because I'm stoned or because I like have no blood left You've in my been body. Shot like seven I love it because it's kind of like recapping the movie. It's like what every the whole audience is going to do in like exactly. five minutes. We have the conversation that everyone's Involve about them. to have. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't have to have it. We saved you all some time. No, 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 no. Um... And then we go see Bubby. I was told, I, I think by a friend of hers wrote me, like, I hope they didn't cut, like, my, my last scene. Really? Yeah. Of, like, the... I don't, I don't think we did shoot any of her. We never put the did camera any... in the car or anything. Did we like... do any driving? No, we never did Yeah, we drove, we, we just drove, we, we, we drove away, but, and she was mic'd, but we didn't, like, shoot anything. Did she say something funny? Because she, like, no. did not want her driving stuff cut. She says you guys smell like shit. This is great. <laughs> I love this joke. It's great. I love it, Danny. My favorite line that no one ever hears comes from Seth. Right there, you say, "We won't put our dicks in your mouth." Yeah. <laughs> and in theater, you never hear it because people it, laugh. People laugh too hard. That's the thing about this DVD. There's not much footage added, but there's no one laughing, so you could hear all the dialogue. <laughs> That's what's great about it. That's what we mean by extended. Should we all sing along with the Huey Lewis song as, as it yeah, plays? Yeah, everyone listen to Huey Lewis because. People leaving the theater tour. That's Bubby's car. See, you just you just asked what everyone's asking. That's his grandmother who came to pick us up. That I don't know. Who's in a nursing home but has a car? Exactly. My grandmother is not in a nursing home but has a car. So that's kind of like that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you for watching our co or listening to our commentary. You must be so high if you just listen to that commentary. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to that commentary, you are baked up your fucking. And if you're ass. not high. You yeah, need to fucking. You've just wasted two hours because <laughs> there's no way that was interesting. <laughs> I and, love you. And communication. All right. Goodbye. Good night, sweet friends. One night. <laughs> bye bye. We got problems. We gotta get out of here. But I got you, and you got me, and we're inside.
evacuation plan. Just stay low, follow me. They can't see you, but we can see. Cause we're honey. Yeah, it's the chronic. Don't get excited, just get your head right. It's all right.